Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know, it's been a big week in gaming. I'm in Tagot for episode 30 on Sunday the 6th of February 2021. As always, I'm joined by the number one contender for the greatest Xbox RPG player in the world and official Hall of Famer, Swinney. Hello, and I'll just apologise that I think it's the 7th. I'm pretty sure it's the 7th, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> That's my fault, that's <laughs> my fault. You've done me, you've done me, Sweeney. Yo. <laughs> I was waiting for Who's the correction about the on? Hall of Fame of it. <laughs> uh, and the meme maker, interrupter-in-chief, comment generator. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> collector of unopened collector editions, Mike. Yeah, one comment, okay, just one comment for now, but I'm hoping to grow. <laughs> I, I had to take off the thing of my wall of shame, no one can see it yet, but, because it kind of screwed a bit of the wall up when I did Oh, that. I was hoping anyway. you'd keep it up and collect more comments. No, I will. I will I will absolutely do it, but I got to do it properly. And I also need to lose some weight because I think I cracked the table when I went on it. <laughs> and I actually also injured my leg. There's like there's like a little carpet burn thing. I don't have carpet, it's just on the floor. But it was <laughs> worth it. We got to commit to the bit. Uh, in this week's show we'll be discussing Stadia shutting down first party with game development, BioWare dropping some massive Mass Effect news, and we choose <laughs> Our top six nominees for Game of Summer the Year, twenty eleven. Oh, I did top eight. No, no, so that, that, no, no, that's correct. So because <laughs> okay. Swinney likes to be complicated, we're doing our personal top eight in no order, and then we are whittling it down to six as a unified yeah, big wig group. No, that makes mathematical re- sense. It's not. No, it's not about. It's not about being complicated. It's I. <laughs> You'll see when we get to discussion, there's a reason that I think it's a good idea to have it broaden that. But uh, we'll get okay. there. We'll I, get I, there. Sure. I have a gut feel as well as to why you're saying that. I have a gut um, feel. So one thing is, uh, well done for, for getting that massive Mass Effect uh, bit right. because And you, you skipped it. I made it even more difficult in the run sheet. I said, some massive new Mass Effect news. And I'm like, how is he going to tackle this? Is he going to do <laughs> he it? He did it. No, but he just did it differently. He just did it his own way. <laughs> he is Bob Boblog. Did it my way. He's got the Loblog. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, how how are you going in your quest this year of buying less games? Obviously, Good. you wouldn't have bought any games well, this week. And well, I, playing I, less uh, games. I, I I did. As far as my girlfriend's concerned, I didn't. As far as the rest of the world is concerned, I may have bought one. So that was the collector's edition of uh, of. Soul Calibur. <laughs> you couldn't even remember when the but game. I was. hope she did not. Wait, hear which, that. wait, which version of Soul Calibur? Yeah, what number? Just, uh, five, <laughs> six. <laughs> I don't know. The, I the, love the, it. The one that's got the, uh, the the one that's got. Uh, yeah, you guys know how how much I play fighting games. The one that's so got uh, the the one that's got uh, uh, Jerry from The Witcher on it. So why that would one. you buy it if you don't know what it is? Well, no, no, because I played them in the past and I actually enjoyed those games. And because it was 29 bucks. Okay. So I figured, mm, you know, that's not bad. But it was on Game And then, Pass. of course, yeah, well, it, it turns on, out it, it is, is on, on Game Pass. Game. So <laughs> I should, probably should have checked that first. Um, so, yeah, I got that. But other than that, I don't think I bought anything new. I did I did start and finish Shadow Complex. That's Initially, I started it. I know, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, initially, I started it on the, the 360 version because I'm like, I don't want to spend another 20 bucks, you know, just for an extra 30 FPS. But then I tried it on PC where I had a copy from ages ago and I'm like, oh, this is really good. And then I'm like, oh, I just want to chill in bed and play it. So then I had to spend another 20 bucks and just buy it again for the fourth time or whatever that is now. 
Uh, and then I just played through the whole thing. From so start you, to you missed out because they gave that as a free upgrade to people for a while when they released oh, it. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, damn it. And and I missed out. I you know how that. That's fine. I, I have an obsession about getting all the epic game store games, the freebies? Mm-hmm. I literally only have one that I'm missing, and it was the very one. first one that they gave away, which was Shadow Complex Remastered. Uh... <laughs> Maybe that's why it made me obsessed. <laughs> it's not on the Switch, right? No, see that it would be perfect for oh, the Switch. So I'd, I'd, buy I'd buy it. I'd buy it if it was on yeah. the Switch. Oh, I'd buy it again. On I'll yeah. play. It, I'll play through it again. It's it's weird. Like it's. I mean, not that you know. Once you once you play it, it's not like there's different ways you can approach things. Maybe there's certain places you could try to shortcut stuff. Yeah, you can. But but it's not really like it's not the kind of game that is so vastly different mm. the second time. But I'd still play it again just because it's so good. And the other thing that I started playing was Disco Elysium, uh, which mm. on is, what. On PC. Okay. Yeah. Is it out on... I know we talked about this. And oh, I it's know, it's but coming out. Is it out on it's PS5 com- yet? It's no, not it's out yet. it's coming out yeah. on consoles. No, but it's so, not, I thought it was on the Switch for some reason, but maybe I'm wrong. No, they were talking about, I think, getting it on there as well, but oh, I don't okay. think it's on the Switch yet. No, so um, the new version, Director's Cut, is coming out on all the consoles and Switch and has additional content, cool. voice acting, et cetera, et cetera. See, so. that would be... Oh, it'd be, once again, one of those games that would be awesome on the Switch. It's It'll just be perfect for the Switch, I think, as well. I'm but just it surprised also feels you just didn't wait for that, that's all. No, well, no, but, but I I read a little bit about it. I, I didn't read anything to spoil the story and stuff like that, but I read that you can replay it again um, using different attributes and it's 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 worth the experience of seeing the different options and repercussions and stuff with with a different type of character. It's, it's so coming I'm out not... next month. It's coming out next month. And you'll oh, get, you get the free upgrade on, get PC. on the Switch. Well, you'll get a free nice. upgrade on the PC as well. Maybe I should just wait then until the free upgrade. Um, I don't think it'll fix it. So I had a couple of small issues with it. It froze once. Um, you could still kind of like walk around for a bit, but all the menus were gone. I couldn't even press escape. Nothing worked. Oh. <laughs> so there's like little glitches like that, PC. which isn't a huge issue, but that's PC for you. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to to really playing through that. So mm. far, it's been, it's been really cool. How about you? Sweetie? What about you guys? So... I had planned on uh, playing a new release this week, but unfortunately couldn't get my hands of it yet, which was Werewolf the Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if anyone doesn't know, Werewolf the Apocalypse is based on a tabletop series. So it's the uh, from the early 90s, there was a, a group of tabletop games that encompass what's called the World of Darkness, and Vampire the Masquerade is one of the other ones. Ah. So that's why you see, if anyone doesn't know, that's why you see so many different Vampire the Masquerade games. Um, it's similar to Warhammer in a way where it's where it's a tabletop franchise that then is um, licensed out to different developers. Mm. Is it made by the same people that made, um, what's it called, uh, Twilight and New Moon? Wait, different what? developers? Twilight and New Moon? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> It's such a bad joke. Bad jokes and all of this. It's such a bad anyway. joke, and you can't see his face as well. No, it's such a bad joke that I didn't even. I'm trying to understand. I'm well, like, that like can't, it can't be a joke. That, so. that can't be a joke because that's so bad. It's like turn. Oh, circle. really? Really? I can't real. make bad jokes. Come on, I'm the master of shitty jokes. Anyway, hey, the so joke last I, week was pretty good. Falling off the table. That was funny. Now okay. I could get it digitally, but because this is a European-made uh, action RPG, I'm like, look, I actually like those. Yeah, definitely. A Cyanide, who's the developer, um, you know, they have made some decent Eurojank. They actually made the Game of Thrones RPG game as well, which a lot of people didn't like, but I quite liked. 
Wait, um, the Game of Thrones, as in the... Who, who would have guessed that Swinney the Contrarian liked it when everyone else disliked it? Yeah, I know, right. Well, but also I'm into RPGs, so I have a... My <laughs> no one else is. Play anything. No, gotta... no, but like we're talking about... <laughs> I'm I'm able to look past a lot of technical lim- uh, limitations and flaws in RPGs because I like the core gameplay a lot more than I think people that are just looking for Game of Thrones. Hey, I can just jump in because it was a pretty budget title. So, um, but I actually quite liked it. It was its own thing. Um, but... So I ended up just pre-ordering that. Uh, not sorry, ordering it from uh, overseas because it wasn't nice. at least. How much was in it? Australia was so it sixty bucks. Was yeah, like that's right. Bucks. So I delivered. That's not too bad. Off Oz hmm. Game Shop. So yeah, um, okay. yeah, and I completed another three RPGs this week as well. Uh, Chemco ones. So <laughs> finished off Dragon Lapis, uh, the one that I was playing last week. That was just absolute crap. I hate that game. Uh, played through one called Ruin Ruinverse, which is. <laughs> an exe create game which is actually not bad um it builds on a lot of the previous exe create games um and actually has skill trees for the first time in any of their games so that was it was it was cool to to see them actually like add more to it but also those games i'm kind of just like i just want to like breeze through them so the fact that i have to like spend some time on it was a bit like meh anyway (laughs) but uh the game the rpg that actually i um want to mention the most was a game that i'm just finished today actually called crystal author so that was um that's developed by hit point uh, published by chemco and it's actually i'm a fan of hit points games they actually put a lot of effort into them uh so they re- they made monster viator which i really liked that i played uh last year and uh yeah it's just a really really cool little uh rpg that with some neat stuff nice. in it can so, i make a quick shout out what, what did you call that crystal author so it's it called Author, but spelled it's like O R T H A. Ah, Crystal Author. Okay, right. Yeah. I just say a quick shout out to Roy, one of our uh, one of our avid listeners, whose wife recently started getting into into healing crystals. Good luck with that, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's the last thing I wanted to mention. I need to get away it's from healing that. crystals. Is <laughs> healing crystals? Um, no, so I actually uh, played. I started a new game of Dark Souls again. Oh my god! Of course you did. Probably and finished it. So I, I had the idea. Maybe I'll actually try to finish it before the podcast again. But then I, I got, I got a bit into it. And I'm like, what am I doing? Because like I've time. already got all these other games I, I really need to play. Um, so what I decided to do instead was, yeah. To, what am I doing? Having fun playing a game I actually enjoy playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to play. <laughs> I have this backlog of games I need to play for work. <laughs> it's like these Chemco games that I hate. <laughs> How dare they make me play the game with hey, their skill tree oh, innovations? Hey. I liked two of the three that I mentioned, so okay. I don't hate them yeah. all. But dragon you're, lapis can go. You're either like the, the arrogant like runner. I'm just starting to learn to run, play a bit of Dark Souls, <laughs> and you're like this marathon runner. And you hear that I'm running a bit. Oh, oh okay, I got to run the same track as you and run around it three times before <laughs> yeah. I've even gotten halfway. That's so exactly what, what I want, what I decided to do, with Dark Souls, and I think I have done this in the past, but I said I wanted to get myself a max plus fifteen weapon as soon as I can, like. Basically, almost speed hey, run a goal alert. of getting spoiler a max alert. weapon. If you did consider that That's a fine. spoiler, then you no, need no, to. Staring, I'm staring. <laughs> um, so I ended up getting one maxed out before ringing any of the bells. So that was pretty Ooh. cool. So you got yeah. one maxed out before Enter got even, you know, created his character. I reckon in <laughs> the character creator. But uh, yeah, it's uh, 
who knows, maybe I'll start another playthrough again this week and do something different. <laughs> of course you will. Well, I you, have... always, you always go to your decks, though. You just love the decks. Every playthrough, just decks, decks, decks. My last full playthrough was a sorcery playthrough, so oh. meh. Well, that was an outlier. <laughs> Before that, it was all about the decks. It is all about the decks. I can't lie. So, as you guys know, I was pretty sick last week. You know when you're really sick when you can't do your hobbies? So I I wasn't playing any games at all. Mm. For like, I don't know, four or five days. I was in bed and everything like that. Um, but I felt a bit better this week. And I went back to Dark Souls. So now I'm up to Blight Town. But I haven't done much since then. <sighs> nice. Um, randomly, I also, because I had to get my PS3 working, I got this like really crazy HDMI switch. But it's actually really cool. I'm really happy with it. Um, so I actually booted up Demon's Souls again. And it's really weird playing it again now that I've played a bunch of Dark Souls because I'm just like plowing through all the enemies. Yeah, before nice. it was like these, you know, dramatic battles with like, you know, one the first hollow. enemy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And now it's just like, Ooh, kill this, kill this, move on, move on. So, yeah. and I think that game, the starting classes make a lot of difference. Like if you go royalty, you just smash people. Um, but before I go on, I want to, I want to call someone out. I want to call out a terrible recommendation. What? I want to call out Swinney for the nomination oh. for a terrible recommendation for the Sudoku game last week. Oh. What? S- Sudoku? Yeah. So, Sudoku? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what? All right. I'm, you know, I'm keen to we, hear we, this. We, so we, I play we, that game every day. We have a very good segment, my favorite segment, you may say, the bargain bin, where we you know, analyze the market, we uh, run machine learning algorithms to pick mm-hmm. the best games to recommend yeah. you find folk. And Some sophisticated neural Swinney, networks on that. Swinney recommended, what was it, Sudoku Relax 4, something like that? Sudoku. Winter? Yeah. Yeah, that one, yeah. Anyway, so you recommended that. I got that game. I like to play these games. I like to play chess, and it's like, you play chess. I want to play Picross. I play Picross. I don't want Picross to tell me what moves I should make or give me hints or... Give me all the insights into the board. Or if I was playing chess, I don't want it to be like, this move is an 80% correct move, right? With the Sudoku game, or like Sudoku. whatever tile you're on, it actually tells you, oh, here are all the other tiles, you know, here are all the other numbers on the board that I've already taken. You know how like Sudoku works. Huh. Sudoku. And you can't turn that off? No. Huh. So to me, it totally ruins the game. It's like, mm. this is the easiest, like ridiculous... It's yeah, like not even the same game. It's in the title. Sudoku Relax. It's a chill <laughs> Sudoku game. I do get relaxed playing Sudoku. It's, it's paint by numbers, Sudoku. Yes. It's, it's paint, paint by yes. numbers. That's yeah, what I said. It's exactly. paint by numbers. So it's, it's just a chill. It's just a chill. That's what I said. It's got lots of quality of life stuff. That's exactly what but I said. But that's not quality of life when it does the job for you. It's like not hey, playing the a, same it game. Was a, well, it was that, a, that probably is the definition. It was of a dollar fifty. It was a dollar fifty. I'm sure you can move on with your life if you didn't uh, like this. I think it was a dollar forty, but I'm very. I, I expect my payment in the mail, Swinny. All right, I'll, I'll give it. <laughs> Beam it through. Hey, I'll, uh, on I'll that put, note, I'll put, actually... the, I'll put the dollar forty in between my knuckles and deliver it to you next time. <laughs> 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 Uh, hey, uh, uh, on on that note, I was about to buy that game, and then the game next to that game was uh, an animated puzzle game, a pixelated animated puzzle game set in Japan, whose name I do not remember, which was also like a dollar something, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, I wish I, I had did, that I think, 
two of the puzzles, and it's it's you can there's different difficulties. Is there a name? The puzzle Is there pieces. A name for the game? I no, because I don't have my Switch with me. But Soul look Calibur it up. Five. It's Soul, Soul Calibur. By Pop. the way, that's I didn't want to say it, but you're talking about Soul Calibur Six. I don't want another Captain correction next week. No, I think it was six actually. Yeah, of course, it was well, six. the one. I told you, it's the one that's got Jerry, the dude from the the witch witcherer. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Sandfall, yeah. the Witcher. It's got that's the one. It's got him in it on the cover and stuff. So I also went back to Astro, uh, and I don't like because there's a really cool speed running end game to Astro. So I just boot that up every now and then, play a few of those. I think I'm in the top ten thousand now, or something like that. Yeah. Um, it, it's really actually pretty addictive because I keep on trying each one. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try to shave off more time and you know get higher and higher in the leaderboard. Uh, uh, the other one, the other big game that I've been playing this week is uh, Axiom Verge on the Switch. Ah. That's a very cool. Well, game. What do you think of that? Yeah, I I think I need to play it again now that I played through. Metroid Prime, because I played that and I got rel- relatively Metroid Metroid Prime. into it. Super, Super. Super Metroid, sorry. <laughs> I'm really bad with names. It's good that you know uh, the gaming podcast. Yeah, thank God. Uh, so, yeah, I played that a while back and I think I got, must have been more than halfway through, surely, because I think I unlocked quite a lot of the abilities. Um, and then I just got stuck for a bit and I put it down and I, I, I didn't, mm. it didn't click like Metroid did. Oh, it's like Super Metroid. Like that's my favorite game of all time. So mm. that's a high bar. I so far, I'm probably so about good. a quarter to a third the way through. I, it's okay. it's better than Metroid, the NES game, and it's very mm. much inspired by it. Um, I don't know. It feels like a solid eight, nine at this stage. Yeah, but no, it's a solid yeah, game. Absolutely. Could add more to it, and I could like it even more. Um, the other well, one I should call out. I'll call out myself. So Ring Fit. I said that I was going to play that every day, but because I was so sick. I actually mm-hmm. tried to play it when I was really sick, and that probably wasn't a really good idea because I, I just vomit. No, nah, I just felt really terrible after. It. So okay. I did. <laughs> I did pause it for a little bit, but I picked it up again. So oh well, I'll just have to give myself. Nice. A, you you do sound that. better though. Um, We're glad to have you back. And then yeah, just a few games for this show. So I won't mention them, but I'll mention them at the time. So there's a there's a few games that are topical this week that I've played, including booting some stuff up for game of some other year. 2011, which I'm, I'm actually a bit nervous to see where we'll land on that. So, but I think uh, let's get into our first story today. Wait, before we go into the first story, can you can you tell us again the game that you played on the Switch that you bought for a dollar forty? Sudoku, relax. Sudoku. Okay, let's move on. Now. Okay, that was that was very important. <laughs> uh, Google Stadia. So, uh, Google struggling streaming service Stadia is shutting down its internal game development studios. Google will close two of the Stadia Games and Entertainment Studios located in LA and Montreal, Canada, and it is impacting 250 employees. Uh, head of the game development studio, Jade Raymond, will also be departing in this move. Now, how is this shaping up? Do we feel like Stadia is going to survive and has legs beyond this year? This this is not a good sign. Now <laughs> no. I don't think well, I don't yeah. know if it was ever a good idea to do internal development in general, but this is not a good sign. Mm. The now I think you know, obviously they're not going to put a negative spin on this. You know they're like oh you know Stadia is still fine. Stadia is not fine. You know Stadia is Stadia is not going to be around within the next I think eighteen months. I think at some oh, point they will call. rebrand it. And I think they're already doing this. They're just essentially, I think they're just going to try to 
offer the tech to uh, other, you know, other businesses as say, hey, you can use our streaming tech kind of thing, you know, and, hmm. and not essentially sell their own service. I, that's my thought of it, the way they'll go, because the tech works, you know, for, by all accounts. I can't, I haven't tried it myself. I don't know when it launched, was meant to launch in Australia. I think they announced that recently, didn't they? No. They didn't? Oh, was I thinking something? Was I thinking Amazon Luna or something? Uh, I, maybe Xbox? I thought I thought Stadia, they had announced that they were expanding to Australia. No, they've never said anything about going to Australia. I checked the other day as well. Okay. Because um, okay. I, I would oh, be keen to try it. I'd be keen to try it, but... Yeah, it doesn't look like they're going to... They're probably never okay. going to make it to Australia at this rate. Well, yeah, in that case, then no. It's just like, by all accounts, it it works really well. And apparently, mm. Cyberpunk, like a lot of people are saying that's actually a really good place to play it if you don't have a high-end PC. It's actually it's gone really well for them. So that's almost like one of the mini success stories in, in recent times for Stadia mm. is Cyberpunk. Yeah, and they promote that. Mm. Like as part of this release... Um, Phil Harrison, the guy who heads up Stadia for Google, actually said, you know, the response that people had to uh, uh, Cyberpunk on Stadia and for that to be clearly better than the console version, like unanimously people wow, saying it's better than the console version. And I'm talking about PS5 cool. and um, Xbox Series X, you know, they want to head down that direction. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Swinney, that I, this is a terrible sign. Google, you know, when they launched Stadia, everyone... The first thing that people said is, you know, Google has a terrible track record of starting things with a big bang, putting a lot of money in, and if it doesn't click, they just turn it off. Maybe that's not a bad thing, but if you invest stuff into Google, man, you can get your ass kicked. You know, Google Glass, all this other kind of stuff that they've launched, and they've just killed, so... I, I, but I think it's it's just still cool though that they, they innovate and they push these things and experiment and learn from... It's good that companies do that. Yeah. I still wonder if the timing's right for streaming games. Like, especially if it's just a dedicated service. Like, I think Xbox strategy of having it as a supplementary service is really, really smart. Yeah. Because no one feels like, oh, I'm only solely relying on that. It's, hey, this is an additive thing. Great. Uh, Having a dedicated service. I mean, like, we have pretty crappy internet in Australia, generally, um, with exceptions. Whereas in the States... It's very lumpy. It's like a lot of people have really, really good internet and it's probably most of the people working with Google. But when you go to the Midwest, the South, like their internet is is bad, if not worse than ours in Australia. So, you know, they're hitting those people up and I've heard a lot of stories where people have tried to use it and it doesn't work and it's a pain in the ass and yeah. Well, that's going to be the biggest barrier in the end. You can have the coolest technology if you can't deliver it to people. Tough luck. Yeah, especially and we're probably not quite there yet. Yeah, for... especially if it's a dedicated service. And yeah, I'd probably say just one tweak to what Swinney's saying. For me, like I still feel that you know this makes so much more sense for them to get into bed with Nintendo and like do a partnership where like this is how they deliver streaming on Switch. Like Stadia on Switch, to me is pretty pretty cool, pretty yeah. compelling proposition. Because as Swinney said, like. I don't think anyone has said another streaming service is better than Stadia. Mm. Maybe it's the equal, but it's certainly not better than Stadia. Um, and I think that's one thing that like Nintendo really needs to leverage for you know next gen games to come to the Switch. I, I think at this point though they should not associate 
any of that if that ever happens with the Stadia brand because the Stadia brand is it's just bad news at this point. You know, they can they, probably think they should use the tech, but to say, oh, it's powered by Stadia or something like that's not. Yeah. I don't think that's going to help anyone yeah, yeah. unless unless they really do have long term plans and where we are, I guess, not giving them enough not credit for that. It, yeah, but. Yeah, other than that, just anything associated with Stadia, I'm sure there's people out there that do love it. So I don't want to crap on some a service that they like. I don't know, we're but not just, crapping on it. It's just... But just in the general consensus, just Stadia is has just been such a flop. Yeah. And it doesn't and the thing is that, you know, I think games it's not just the game streaming part of it. We talked about it before. It's the way that they launched it. They launched it in this half ass beta that didn't have you know, three quarters of the, the features that they had announced you yeah. know that the service is going to offer they had a pitiful amount of games they had the whole thing of you having to purchase the games as opposed to something like amazon luna's approach where it's a subscription service and i know they've they've got differences there now and they're getting better with that stuff but just it was just all round they just failed it they really did mm. yeah we're totally not crapping on it but um no we're not and look and look, <laughs> no, love sorry, it sorry. we're not and i think love it or hate it there's one thing that i think everyone agrees on and that's the fact that Jade Raymond is freaking hot. <laughs> just, woo. You know, Mike... I, From like 10 years ago when she was working on Assassin's Creed. Oh my God. Mike, I thought... Uh, no no joke. I, before the podcast, we, we do a bit of chat about what we should do. I was, I'm thinking to Mike, I'm like, Mike, don't say anything about Jade Raymond because that's just going to make us look bad. No, no, look. I'm, well, <laughs> and I gave you too I'm much credit. I'm sorry. I had a crush on her like 10 years ago or whenever that was like a major crush on her and then I totally forgot about her and I, you know she popped up again and the name just reignited all these emotions in my okay, head. Okay, all right. And so, I let it out. But just, uh, now I've learned and now I've learned to give that warning next time. Just just get, yes. just getting back to the story though because I mean like this isn't a story of Stadia ending, it's a story of their studio ending. I although like you could mount the argument quite easily, oh they don't need an internal studio. I still feel like that promise of cloud gaming, like everything living in the cloud and the game living in the cloud hasn't been realized of, you know, how you can have a really crazy innovation there. Like, I feel yeah. like if you gave that dynamic to Nintendo, they, they love these kind of gimmicks, like give them a crazy gimmick and they can come up with some really wild idea. And for me, like, you know, yeah, having a world where, you know, you do have like 10,000 people in it would be really, really cool like in a way that is super dynamic and because it's all like in the cloud, you can do things that you just literally cannot do currently. In any like second life, but without needing the client. Yeah. But I mean, yes. you already have like MMOs and all that kind of stuff, but I mean, I more mean like the fact that it's all running, all the logic is running in the cloud. Yeah. Actually oh, that's a huge difference. means the interaction that people can have with it is just like astronomically yeah. different. Um, hey, that actually reminded me somewhat topical. Do you, since you spoke about having a PlayStation 3 and opening it and booting it up again. Yeah. Whatever happened to PlayStation Home? Was that the that yeah, yeah. virtual? They yeah, shut it down. Is that still going? But... They shut it down? Okay, yeah, yeah. wow. I haven't, it, it I haven't lasted thought for a about while. that since then. Yeah, it lasted for a while. It was really cool. Like, just it's setting different. up your home and stuff like that was different. Yeah, it was, yeah, really, it was cool. really different. Yeah. I, I Like, that's what I love about the game industry. Like, they're always willing to do crazy different things rather than just sit on their laurels. It's almost like very focused on the innovation part of it. I think that's awesome. And, you know, even if, even if, you know, only 20% of these ventures succeed, I'm glad that the industry tries to do these things. Mm, no, that's definitely true. So, 
Awesome. And let's move on to uh, Mass Effect. So now we finally have the update where we know much more about the game and including its release date, which is the 14th of May. So we, we also know that the game will only release on PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC. Uh, and one thing that was dropped, and we'll talk about it shortly, but that the game is actually still running on Unreal Engine 3, which is where the original games were actually coded on. Um, so that's where you will not see, you know, things like ray tracing and it's extremely unlikely that you will see uh, it ported to the PS5 or Series X because it sort of that's just makes no sense given that they're they're touching it up right now. Um, but I mean, it's still fine, right? Because you still get the 60 FPS scaled up on the new hardware. So. Yeah. So I think like as, as what Sweeney's got in the notes... We know that 60 FPS on the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X and PC, but it's unclear if the PS4 base model and Xbox One base model is 60 frames per second. Um, and then it also has 4K60 on the next-gen consoles. So it will take advantage of them, but it's not dedicated because it is running on a very, very, very old engine now. Like, I think Unreal Engine 3 was something like 2006 for memory. So it's a very, very old engine, really. And uh, Swinney, I wanted you to cover Mass Effect 1 changes, given how yes. passionate you are in stirring up conversation there as well. <laughs> yeah, so they 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 did talk quite a bit um, about the changes they're making in Mass Effect 1, and they've, they've outright said that, you know, it's getting the most changes, and the outlets that got access to, and access to, I guess, you know, more footage of the game and spoke to Bioware and whatnot also you know, confirmed a lot more specific details about Mass Effect 1. Mm. But they have reworked essentially, um, the honestly, massively re- reworked a lot of the visuals, um, especially when you start looking at places like Eden Prime and Vermeer, where they almost look like they're completely different environments. And I'm, I'm okay with that. The Mass Effect 1 definitely had a look to it in its environments that were a bit sterile. So I think that mm. it's actually good that they're adding a bit more life to it. I think they chose very poor screenshots to show off a lot of the the differences, the comparisons, where they're just like, here's a massive lens flare. So then everyone's Man. talking like, is J.J. <laughs> Abrams handling the... Every the single screenshot it's, just it's had ridiculous. so much lens flare. It was ridiculous. Because if you actually but look at some cool. of the... Yeah, if you look at some of the footage and everything, like it actually looks pretty nice. Yeah. Um, they've also re- redesigned the HUD, which, look, makes sense, but I'm not a fan of. And I guess to to go on top of what Intergot was saying, the reason why you know I'm passionate about it is because from the beginning when they announced this, that I stated Mass Effect 1 is my favorite Mass Effect game. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so, um, it's the most RPG-like so. one, right? Correct. But I've been and, thinking about it too, and it's just it's it's the it's it's the best. So yeah, oh, it's your favorite as well, Mike. Yeah, I was thinking about this the yeah. other day, sort of thinking about the different locations, characters, etc. Mm. And obviously, two and three were more polished, but number one, just the impact the story had, uh, the generational leap in graphics and stuff, because it was one of the first three hundred and sixty games that I think came out, or at so least I that I played. So yeah. the difference for me is I actually prefer the way that Mass Effect One plays as well, which is not going to be. That's just the way. <laughs> that's just my my opinion, and. <laughs> My my worry opinion. was that they would, and a lot of people want this, um, would have changed it to play essentially like Mass Effect two and three, mm. and they've they've kind of gone in the middle. Um, and from everything I've read, 
I'm actually I'm I'm okay with what they've said so far. Like for instance, they've changed the cover system so it plays more like Mass Effect Three. Um, the cover system Mass Effect One was quite spotty and and quite um, glitchy at times. Um, and they've just you know made gameplay tweaks uh, along the lines of having a dedicated melee button, which is okay. You know who, that doesn't worry me. So 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 far, I actually think what I've seen of it, um, I'm okay with it. And honestly. You know, if I really want to play the original Mass Effect 1 exactly how it was, well, I can always go get the PC version and get a high-res texture mod there mm. and then play it there if I really need that. So I think for for everyone else that was really wanting to rework Mass Effect 1, now they haven't remade, you know, as we said, this is a remaster through and through. It's definitely not a remake in any way. I think I'm glad that, you know, they're doing the work for everyone else. And it seems like a remaster plus right like there is a little bit extra that they've done that you may not see in a typical remaster oh yeah well yeah it's an interesting one because it's yeah it's not a remake obviously it's a remaster but i really do feel that the lot of and and i think maybe swinny if you go through the list of changes being made it'll highlight some of these things a bit more but there's definitely key things that are above and beyond say what what you get between um shadow complex between the 360 and the remastered version they well, feel like want... basically the same game to me yeah, yeah, um, yeah. clarify some of the details but... i mentioned yeah um, let's talk about so those because then people get a better idea of what's the what's game changed. the games have a shared character creator now which is i think a really good idea so that when you essentially if you jump straight into one uh two before if you don't want to play number one or whatever it's the same experience of creating a character Obviously, that means sharing the character across as you progress through the games means there will be no difference there. Hmm. They've also made it so that the default, um, uh, specifically the Femship model, who wasn't in Mass Effect 1 or 2 in, I guess, what they call the iconic Femship, which I think was hmm. ridiculous because it was only introduced in the third game to call it iconic, but whatever. That's the popular one, the one that's on the cover art. Um, is now available in Mass Effect 1 or 2, um, whereas before cool. it was quite different. So I'm going to play as and, when I play it. And uh, we talked before. We've mentioned before when we've covered this that it obviously includes all the base games, but includes uh, all the DLC packs. But they've clarified there's one that's not included, which is <laughs> Pinnacle Station for Mass Effect One, which is not a big loss. I think the all you essentially lose is the combat simulator um, mm. missions, and you get like a little nice. It's almost like a room, uh, like a hub on the station that you go to, but apparently that's because the source code was corrupted because it was developed by an external studio. So that's interesting. Yeah. That's crazy that they lost the source code and they did everything they could to recover it, but they could never do it. And that's why it wasn't on the PS3 version either. Well, that, yeah, that's interesting. Actually. I didn't realize that, Mm. but I'm glad that it was that one and not bring down the sky, which is the one that introduced um, the Batarians for the first time. Or like they talked about Batarians, but you hadn't seen them. So I'm glad they've got Bring Down the Sky. So Pinnacle Station's not a big loss. And, of course, no multiplayer for Mass Effect 3. They've been clear. Pretty much early on, all the rumors were saying there'd be no multiplayer. Bummer. I was in the top 10 at one stage in that game in all of Oceania. <laughs> I'm yeah, not even no. kidding. And I think your your um, your uh, brother-in-law was number one or something at one stage. Yeah, you guys were insane. With uh, I wasn't a big fan, but I know a lot of people loved it. So it is a shame for people that did love it, but I understand why they haven't included it. Um, We've mentioned before that it was all built around microtransactions and 
they'd have to probably rework the way that all the progression worked in because I don't think people would let the loot boxes fly these days that mm. were in Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Not, yeah, not the way they were implemented back then. No. Um, and then, look, there's a whole lot of other specific details, a lot of them, um, and there will be in our show notes as well about Mass Effect 1, the changes they made. Probably the one that most people probably enjoy is the fact that the elevator sequences are much faster now and you can skip yeah. them. Which means that if you want to get, because the way they built it in is you had, you could hear about the news reports and it reacted to what you did in the game as you went throughout the game in the elevators. So if you wanted to hear that, you still have the option. So that's really good that they just just didn't make them click. You, you can still kind of experience that part of it. Mm. And, yeah, uh, like, what, yeah. Do you, what do you guys feel about this whole remaster versus remake thing? Because... I feel like it's almost like the reaction that people had to Mario 3D All-Stars was, oh, this is terrible. Like, they're just repackaging three ROMs and sending it out there. Which they This feels t- like more than that, though. But they did do work on those games. That's the thing I don't understand. I feel yeah, well, it, it feels like a double what, standard to I me. Don't, I don't know what people expect. So, so obviously, I don't, I don't think Bioware in this moment in time has the budget to remake Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. And I think... What's the point? I think their their resources are much better spent going to the next step of of the series. But at the same time, you don't you don't want to just release a product that's literally just a, a higher resolution skinning of the existing one running at sixty fps. It's going to piss a bunch of people off, and it's just going to look like a massive money grab. That's what a so lot I of think people they're... wanted. That's that's all I wanted. I just wanted these games at sixty yeah. and with a nice coat of paint. That's no, but see, Mike, Mike, that's my contention here because I feel mm-hmm. in general. And not everyone, but in general, people are pretty happy with this package and, and what they're doing here. No, this is what I'm... It's sounding really good to me, yeah. It's sounding like they've struck a really good balance where they're not drastically changing or remastering the entire thing or re- redoing the entire thing uh, from scratch. They're remastering but adding a lot of quality of life improvements and a lot of graphical improvements, etc. that I think aren't changing the core game. So people will still have that core experience that they enjoyed years mm. back. But people new to the series that haven't had that chance get all the good quality of life improvements and graphical updates and all that stuff. I think to expect expect remakes of games that are only 13 years old is a bit much. Now, I know Demon's Souls obviously Mm. got a remake. I think Demon's Souls is a bit of a special case because it's a Sony-owned IP. It's a very special case. And it was also, you know... could, it had a lot more potential to reach to a new audience as well. Yeah, and it's yeah. also the starter oh, of the Souls-inspired Souls-like games. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, um, but I think, look, I think Mass Effect 1 as a remake makes sense, but not as a trilogy as a remake, because honestly, Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 still feel like relatively modern games in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, gameplay wise so, and everything, absolutely. Yeah. Are, yeah. Number one, you, I played it relatively recently, and especially after playing two and three, the mechanics have aged a bit. But I'm with you on that one. I actually enjoy the mechanics the way they are, and it, it also felt different. It, it's weird. It actually felt fresh because I played two and then I played three, and I hadn't played one for ages. Then when I went back to one, it felt fresh and different to and two what, and three. That's why I'm okay with them keeping it on that engine because if there was any risk of it feeling different, then I think I'm I'm happy that we're just getting nice new versions. This is what I wanted all along: just 60 frames a second, nice up-res textures, and well, I can experience these games again. Well, just just on that though, like you, you can even see with what Bluepoint did with Demon Souls that they kept the same base engine for the gameplay mm. logic, but then were able to put a wrapper around the whole game. 
to make it look mm. phenomenal. So that's true. You, that's you can true. do those things, but you know, I think Mike's ultimately right here. Where they just need a W. They need a win in their column. Bioware, right? Yeah. And it's like you go make oh, a yeah. remake of. Just say you did make Mass Effect One remake, and it doesn't turn out like Final Fantasy Seven remake or Resident Evil Two remake, and it's a dud. Like it almost will kill them. So whereas this, it feels like you almost can't stuff it up because you're literally pulling the game, the original code, and just you know patching the latest Unreal Engine in, three. In, in theory, you shouldn't yeah, because you're not going to piss existing players off. The only thing you might do is you might not get modern players that haven't played that on board because well, they're used I'm, to all these I'm, mechanics that I'm interested the game it. doesn't have. I'm interested in it. So like. I just given that it's like Unreal Engine 3, all these other things, I think I'll just wait until the reviews come out, like especially, you know, the few days before it launches. Mm. And if they're looking pretty healthy, I'll probably pick it up on day one and start playing it because it is a part of my oh, yeah. Dirty Dozen Mass nice. Effect 1. So I do need to play it. I absolutely it this year, will so. get it day one. I'll oh, actually get it regardless. Day one as well. okay. I'm going to get it regardless of reviews, to be honest, because <laughs> I. I, I think it's worth it. And I, I, I know this this is going to sound stupid, but because of where Bioware are now with, with everything that's going on, it's not that I think they deserve my money or anything, but indirectly they deserve to get the message that people love the series and yeah. we want more of the series. But they are. They're already making it. So, yeah, yeah, that trailer. We'll see how that turns out, but yeah. I'll just give you just a, not so much a warning, just, you know, Mass Effect 1, the original was a notoriously buggy game in general, and they didn't patch all of that out, so... Nice. I'm hoping, (laughs) no, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that they at least did some work around that stuff, and I know that one of the problems, like, the Matriarch Benezia fight, so they've fixed that up a bit, and I remember starting that fight and then getting turned into a pretzel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, like literally, my character model was like twisted like a pretzel at the start. So I'm glad that they've at least fixed that a bit. But yeah, yeah, that's no, exciting. It's exciting. And Mike, are you? The key question here is: Are you going to get the collector edition? Uh, so the legendary <laughs> no. cat. No. So so Mike, as of a few months ago, would have jumped on that. Absolutely. New Mike that is becoming a bit of a minimalist or trying to be a bit of a minimalist. Probably not. So. Probably. You need the N7 helmet no. for the show. Though. I don't think I will. Honestly, the first thing I thought <laughs> when I saw that is I need that helmet for the show. I like how um, you guys are constantly but... saying, for the show, I need to get this for the show. <laughs> for for the three people that are, are tuning in to see us with the that thousands, stupid helmet the on. Thousands. The thousands. I'm sorry, the thousands. I, I often get two or three people mixed up with thousands. Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely would. I mean, just, look, so you get, you get the helmet... You get the helmet, you get the steel. So first of all, you do not get the game with the legendary case. It's just the case. It's a separate thing. Kind of the way um, I believe Rockstar did that with Red Dead Redemption. I don't mind that. Separate... I don't mind that. I think it's good. I think it's fine. It's an option. You, you know, you don't because because I, I find and maybe this is where they're coming from. I'm, I'm sure they did they did research on this. I find that personally, what happens is sometimes I get I'll get a collector's edition. And, you know, the game comes with it and I'll open it up and then I'm like, oh, I just opened up the collector's edition. It's not really a collector's thing in some ways now. I mean, it still is, but true hardcore collectors wouldn't have even opened that thing. They would have left it in the package, right? <laughs> so they would have gone out and bought another copy of the game just to play the game. But I don't, I don't want a digital holding version. Onto the... I don't want a digital version of the game. That's what I always have an issue with these collector's editions. They always give you, almost always give you a digital version. Of no, the but game. you... 
They usually they do, but I think this is really good because they don't give you anything. This is like an optional thing. If you no, want, if you saying, want I prefer collectible it. stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can get this edition. Agree. And then you can choose to get whatever copy of the game you want on whatever platform you want, which I think is also cool. Because you know, sometimes you'll you'll get a collector's edition on PlayStation and you're like, oh, you know, like, but would I have liked it to play it again later on Xbox? Because maybe the next version of Xbox is, has better backwards compatibility, yada yada yada. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. You just get the contents. And the contents no, so it's 150 US, US dollars, and it comes with a replica and seven helmet that you can actually wear with lights and whatnot. A steelbook case, which we kind of talked about offline, is a bit of an interesting one because, especially if you have a digital copy of the game, I don't know what you're going to do with that steelbook case. Um, an art print, uh, an enamel uh, spinner pin, kind of interesting. Mm. An acceptance letter, which I think is a little gimmicky, but hey, it's, you know, it's a collector's thing. Why not? Um, and I think if you do it via the Bioway store, you also get um, uh, an exclusive FemShep canvas print. Mm. Again, game not included. Now, 150 bucks may seem like a lot, but I don't know what that's going to translate to Australian dollars. Probably 250. Probably, I'm yeah. guessing. Um, I was at EB the other day, and they had replica helmet things of Iron Man Doom. and whatnot. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if the Doom one. It's, I remember the seeing the Iron Man and a couple of other ones, and they were two hundred and fifty bucks just for the helmet. Mm. So, two hundred and fifty bucks for a proper replica helmet of a game that's relatively esoteric. Um, I like you know Iron Man, where I think it's got a slightly bigger, um, you fan know, base. there's a bigger fan base and there's there's a bigger market that you could you could get people to buy that stuff. It's not it's not too bad yeah. for like a cosplaying quality helmet thing. But again, am I going to get it? Sounds no. like it. Would have passed? No. <laughs> Would passed Mike have gotten it? Absolutely. Because I don't know if you guys saw the picture that I had of all the all the crap that I collected from Mass Effect. So I've got all the collector's editions, I think, of every <laughs> single Mass Effect. I've got the lithographs. Um, and I've got, like, most... I think all the lithographs that I have were the signed numbered ones. Um, I've got all the books, I think. So you don't Pretty have much the most important... Which is which the N seven PC case that they announced? Yeah, I don't. I know. I know it's bad. I tell you one thing that I do have though, which is which is interesting. Interesting from a collector's perspective, when the original Mass Effect came out, they had these. Um, I don't know how big they are. Probably like seven inch statues of Commander Shepard, and they actually look nothing like him. Um, they were really well sort of made and cast. Um, it was, it was a resin cast, I think, from memory. And I ended up getting a couple of them. And they, I think they only made 2,500 in total, like between two and 2,500 in total. And to it's this a big day, range, I have two and 2,500. Jeez. Well, I'm saying it's a it's fairly limited, right? It wasn't rare, like just something rare. that they did. Oh, look, two, two's, two would be exceptionally rare. <laughs> but even 2,000, 2,500, it's still within that range of that's pretty rare so rare in fact that i have not seen them for probably about six or seven years on ebay or mm. anywhere available like no one's selling these things so i don't even know what the value of these things is whether people you know they're worth nothing or whether because they're the first sort of statues ever released for this particular game series they're actually worth a significant amount no idea because no one's selling them so and at the time, they were going for super cheap because it didn't even look like Commander Shepard. It looked like a totally different character. Um, so you're saying yeah, we'll that see. the game is going to spin up to a movie franchise, be worth billions, and then 
you've got yeah, these almost that, original yeah. Star Wars Kenner toys that are going to be worth pretty much, stack. man. Yeah, okay. yeah. If this thing becomes big, I'm I'm all in. I'm investing in in Bioware stock. Um, and these, just these just, statues. You hear that, Wall Street bets? <laughs> yeah, Wall Street bets. Going on Mass Effect figures. Bioware. <laughs> and, and one thing I didn't uh, loop off before we move on is uh, Swinney. Are you getting this game? Of course, it was in my. Oh, so you're uh, getting a launch as well. Yeah. I didn't say at launch. You said, I'm "Are getting you getting it, it?" Of course, I'm getting it. Got to do uh, it for I, don't the show. Know, I don't know if I'll get it at launch. I'll, um, yeah, I'll pick it up. You will. It's a I'm calling deduction. it now. He's gonna, he's gonna get it at launch. I don't. I'm calling I don't it now. I'll pick it up. I'll pick it up. 14th of May. He's gonna get it. <laughs> he asked me a question, Mike. You want to keep talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know you he better does. than you know yourself. So I'll just answer that for you. I'm. I'll pick it up sometime this year, but I've just got so many other games. I'm in the middle of playing. So. Sometime this year, like 14th of May, maybe. All right, let's move on to the next story. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, so another fantastic article from Jason Schreier of Bloomberg. Uh, I feel like almost half the articles he writes we cover on the show, but he yeah, does have a lot of like, good detail. Well, it, it's become a virtuous circle for him, right? It's uh, people go to him because they can trust him with these kind of stories and. You know, and then, you know, obviously more people go to him and then he writes great stories and it keeps on returning. And so he has collaborators on this. So in this particular one that we're about to talk about as Priya Anand. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He always, always has collaborators in these stories now versus uh, when he was at Kotaku, it was not as common. Uh, so it was a really interesting article. We'll post the link to it in the show notes and then on the YouTube clip as well. We'll cover it. Um, but really it was giving an insight into Amazon Game Studios the history of Amazon Game Studios, uh, the leader, uh, Mike Frazzini, um, who's the VP so of Frazzini Games. Frazzini or Frazzini? Frazzini. Like I don't know. Um, and yeah, he interviewed 30 current and former Amazon employees. So good little subset there. And just really their approach to gaming, the gaming industry, how they want to develop games. And, you know, in a, in a word, it's really... You know, they're trying to build games the way that Amazon does everything else because their view is their Amazon way and their Amazon process generates the right outcomes. It doesn't matter what field you're in. Um, but I think, you know, things like the Fire phone kind of demonstrate that sometimes those things don't work. Oh, um, I'm sure there's a lot of internal stuff that never really worked that wasn't even spoken about. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, through work, we chat to Amazon every now and then. And, you know, one big thing for them, like Amazon is trying to do new things and just putting things out there. If they work great, if they don't move on, so let the market decide, let customers yeah. decide what you like. So what, what were the, what were the big standouts for you, Swinney, in this article? So they, they definitely, um, it's a damning profile of Frazzini, really. Um, so Zini. I remember yeah. when, when it was announced that they're starting, uh, you know, they're moving to games and everything that, I remember a lot of the industry talking quite a bit about it. It was, you know, it was the headline news at the time. Mm. No one was talking about this guy. And that just goes to show you that he really had no experience at all in the games industry. He was, he was an Amazon lifer, apparently, or is an yeah. Amazon lifer. And I think that, you know, looking at the history of what they've done, so, you know, apparently led the acquisition of Twitch in 2014, which is... I've I got to commend them was probably the best decision they've made in gaming. Um, I, I don't know if it's financially been worthwhile for them, but 
Twitch has only grown and grown since Twitch. Best decision in gaming. That's a big call. Let me No, just... it, for them. No, to for buy their it was a massively No, good I mean for Amazon, their yeah. best decision. Oh, in their I thought you said in yeah. general. But I'm no, 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 oh, no, as, no, as... but pause for a second. Like, to be honest, Twitch is worth probably like eighty billion dollars now. And they've, yeah, they've bought it for less than a billion. Yeah, so I was about to mm. say, that's all I was saying. Cheap. It's like, that has, cheap, cheap. you know, I don't want to say this guy hasn't done anything worthwhile. That was obviously, that was a huge get for them. No, I, and, I'm, I'm like stuck on your point now, like, because I love business side of gaming. Uh, your your random comment, which you didn't actually mean, that it might actually be like the best decision in gaming to to buy Twitch. Because no one yeah. is even competing against Twitch. And and all yeah, all the other all the others basically closed down. You know, Microsoft bought Mixer, didn't they? And that didn't mm. really work. Yeah, it's it was a really good smart decision. So you know, people might shit on Mike, the other Mike, um, oh. <laughs> be, because oh, of Mike. because of all the other decisions that may not have worked well because of his inexperience in the industry. But from a business perspective, he's also made some pretty smart decisions, clearly, when it comes to stuff like Twitch. Mm. But also, like, I think, I think it's an interesting one since, since we're talking about a leader having to have experience in a particular field. I think generally speaking, absolutely they do, especially with something like gaming. But then if I think of someone like Phil Spencer, I don't know his full history, but I don't remember him working as a game developer within Microsoft or... He did software, but he didn't really do gaming. Yet he, you know, became the head of of the Xbox platforms, I think, didn't he? And or the head of gaming at, at Microsoft, <laughs> and he did a bloody excellent job at it. So I think it also depends I think he on the person, through, on the culture. There's a I lot of different I think he came things. up through the education, like they were doing educational software and stuff. So I think that's it's the, different, though, right? It's not gaming. So I mean, there's, there's there's obviously commonalities and stuff like that and key learnings. But what I'm saying is. He wasn't a traditional person that worked as as a pro, a producer in 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 the gaming industry or anything like that, right? He wasn't a developer in in gaming or anything like yeah, that. Unless he's that... the one that did that puzzle. That room, you guys remember in Encada, you had that. What was it called again? That maze quest thing, where you yeah. had to go through that maze and answer Encada <laughs> questions. What yeah. anyway, you talking about the whole the whole. You reason can't remember was, that. Okay, the whole reason I was bringing it up, Mike, was because the fact that they. <laughs> They went out then and bought. They essentially brought in a lot of big names in the industry. Yeah, who who have all left now? Six years across that time. That's a, that's a, that's quite a long amount of time. I'm not saying it's they they joined and they left right away, but apparently just con- trying to conform to the Amazon way of working just didn't work for these developers. And that's what this whole mm. article about is about. It's just you know by all accounts from these sources that. It just sounds like it's just been a really, really troublesome experience um, working on game development. And the fact that they've only released two titles since they since the studio began, and both have been taken off sale or de- delisted. So one is the Grand Tour, so based on the you know the BBC car show. Oh no, BBC. Sorry, Amazon car show. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a yeah. I know, I know. Sorry, Amazon. Uh, hey, I corrected myself quickly. Amazon Prime. Um, Amazon Prime Car Show and now, yeah. Crucible, which was essentially basically like an Overwatch style game. Mm. They were taken, you know, Grand Tour. I remember when that was announced, it was like, okay, cool. You know, oh, it's made by Amazon. That's weird. That was the kind of, I think, the reaction a lot of people had. And Crucible has been the only other thing they've actually managed to get out the door and they took that down straight away. Which is unbelievable. Like, how often do you see games get, you know, unilaterally delisted? You know what I mean? It's just, it's kind of strange. It's very rare. 
But see, see here's, here, here's the thing. The games you guys just mentioned, I think ultimately it's not about necessarily that... Well, obviously, it, it's, it's a lot to do with Mike being the head and making the key decisions, absolutely. But I think what ultimately the real problem was is they got a bunch of people who who were in the gaming industry were probably passionate about what they did, put them into a pure corporate environment mm. where it was literally just make games that can make us billions. Uh, it's got to be a billion dollar game. It wasn't so much make games that you're passionate about, make games that you think people will will, will ultimately find it fun. It was make games that can be a billion dollar game. Yeah. And I think that mentality right off the bat is just a shit mentality to have for something that in gaming is supposed to be about enjoyment. And you could see they did that because they literally just went out and tried to copy all the popular games that were out there. Yeah. Um, you know, um, Overwatch, copy that. Um, it, it's, it's, it's such a shit, man, shit sort of pure business, business driven mentality to have that, I can see how that would be completely demotivational for the people that work in that business. So if you're a developer and and you're constantly being shoved down your throat that you, we need to make this game because it's got to make money, 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 and that's what what the game is all about, you're going to lose your passion for that field. And I, it's no surprise that people left. Hmm. It's not. It's not just that. It's also the fact that they went all in on Lumberyard. So they and that were, as well, yeah. yeah so well, they basically, can you explain what Lumberyard? Just, just give a bit of context. So, what so Crytek is. is you know very well known, like the Crisis Games and things like that. And they essentially licensed uh, technology or stuff that they'd been working on to cr- create their proprietary engine, Lumberyard, instead of going out and using you know Unreal Engine or anything else that's out there in a known quantity. And I don't think that's you know the idea is not a bad idea for Amazon, uh, such a big company, to create their own engine. I'm saying that's a bad idea. But I know that after a while, it almost became a running joke when I would listen to people talking about the struggles at the studio across mm. the years. It's like Lumberyard, like, what are they doing? Like, where are the games coming out of this, you know? And I think there's a quote in the article that basically says, like, a common saying was um, that Lumberyard is killing this company. Like, the, apparently, mm. it was just, it's, it is, you know, they're still using it from by all accounts. It's just really difficult to work with. And I know nothing about game development, but just going off that information, it sounds like that that was, I don't know if it was just the, a bad way to approach it or if they maybe should have started using other engines and then developed their engine over time once they've established the studio can put out games, you know? Yeah, I, you know, can I just say, like, I do feel like the games, and this this happens in any any industry when there's new entrants, there's a almost a banding together of a community to push out the, the outsider. So if someone comes along who doesn't fit the mold, like Amazon, like taking a very corporate approach, you know, and then people attack them for all the things that they do. It's like, oh, why are they using their own engine? It's like, well, I mean, Nintendo has their own engine. Sony oh, studios yeah. have their own engine. Yeah. Like they started with their own engine. Like it's not, that's not an uncommon thing. I totally understand the logic of what people are saying on the, on the counter side, but at the same time, you know, having your own IP and your own special source is quite critical as well. And then that generates a special look and feel for your games. And then, you know, with the Mike uh, Frazzini guy, it's like, because he's not from the games industry, it's like, okay, you know, he can't be a good leader for a games company. I mean, like, 
look at Kurt Schilling. He's taught us that, you know, you don't have to be in the games industry to be... That's what I was saying at the you start. You know, yeah. a, a very important owner. Look at Phil Spencer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, one, one thing, like, for me, my huge takeaway is it's so interesting that Andy Jassy, who is going to be the new CEO for Amazon, he is fully committed, again, to... Amazon being in the gaming space and keeping the of game course. studio going. Well, no, are you surprised by that? Or? Yeah, no, because Amazon Why? are pretty brutal as well. Like they'll kill things that aren't working. No, they're brutal. Amazon, no, yeah, but but okay. The gaming industry is bigger than the the film industry now. Oh, much. Bigger. If you were Amazon. Why the hell would you not keep pushing to break into the gaming industry when it's the biggest market by far? Because they're spending half a billion dollars each year on it. They will keep, they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Bezos won't care. It's like, (laughs) keep keep spending the money until something works. Guaranteed. There's no way they're going to give up on it. So I've read and I know a lot about Amazon. Like what you're saying, you obviously don't know anything about Amazon. Amazon is like not enough to uh, one of the most frugal companies going around. Like they have money to burn and they do not do that. That's no, I get that. In in the article, they talked about frugal is like one of their corporate values. Yeah, yeah. Look, I know I read that part too. But all I'm saying is there is (laughs) there is no way in hell Amazon are going to give up. I will, I will, I will make a bet with you guys. I will. I will. You can tar and feather me, and I will run down Burke Street Mall if Amazon completely pull out of the gaming industry. They will not do that. I want to take ever. that bet. So you do I'm it. I'm happy to take that bet. I know. He's saying ever. I'm happy to take that bet. Now he's thinking. Probably he's not. Probably, probably ever. Listeners. Ever. Probably ever. He's gonna say ever. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think. I, I think it's too much. Right, of a, too much of bet. a market for them to go screw this. I'm we like, basically can't in. lose this bet because our you know, this is gonna this is gonna seriously suck <laughs> yes. on me. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we can't lose. You can't. We can't wait, lose hang on. This. You know. Wait. Hang on. There's not even exactly. So you, you can't ever. possibly you lose. This ever. is all against <laughs> me now. What's gonna really suck is if this thing ever becomes really popular, and like three years from now. Amazon released, they go like, we're out of the gaming industry. We don't give a shit about this anymore. I've... And we have like a million <laughs> listeners and I got to run down Burke Street with I've, feathers I've, on me. I've literally put in the show notes, like I press my little button to mark okay, the Okay, that's fine. Stamp. I said it. I and said then, it. It's out there now. We can put it. We can put it into the actual notes of the show where Mike is. Okay. Uh, I think Mike's, Mike's just been declared. waiting for an opportunity to actually make that bet, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Since since I was a little child, I always wanted to make a bet that I have to run down Burke Street Mall. And, and we haven't we haven't touched Titan on it Feather. just yet, but before we move on, so they one of the games they announced I gotta handle this properly. One of the new games they announced a while back, but it's this MMO called New World. Uh and it's it was scheduled to be released this year, even last year potentially. Uh but now it's been delayed again. And essentially what the game's premise is, and this is unbelievable, that it's set in the, basically the 16th century in America. Well, is it America, Swinney? No, no. No, it's a fictional. It's like an American setting. But it's like an American setting. Yeah. 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 And you play the part of a colonizer going into a new world and killing the native inhabitants. This is all correct, right, Swinney? So, no, I... The way I look at this is I think that I wouldn't actually take their description as probably the best. I think you need to actually like look into what New World is yeah. a bit more. Um, but I, what they've said is basically I think that there was content in the game that was 
that people could definitely consider racially insensitive. Well, so I, I, I think I like that to say this that is... you are a colonizer coming in. No, I don't think it's like that. Greedful had the same issue. I was going to mention Greedful. Yeah, yeah they how, had the same issue where it's all about how you approach that situation. Um, because I think there's interesting stories to tell in a setting like that. It's all about how, yeah, it's all about the tact that you take and the approach that you take. Well, I, I'm just, this is off Wikipedia now, right? So set in the mid 1600s, Players colonize a fictional land modeled after colonial America in the Atlantic Ocean. Like, and, and yeah. can, I, can I just say it like this, Winnie? So you even called this out last week. So, you know, jump on the YouTube clips if you want to check this out. But Swinney had his final thoughts on Valhalla. And you're like, ultimately, you're playing a bad person, right? Now, the game is not marketed as, hey, you're playing a bad guy. You're playing a villain. You're playing someone who's pillaging and killing and doing all this horrible stuff are you like they don't market it like that and i feel like this game like essentially when you boil it down that's what they're saying the game is about you go but to you a don't, land and you, you don't kill know the, the inhabitants no, but that's what i'm saying is yeah. like you have to know are, is your character literally going around killing people or is it more about doing quests to build relationships like because there's different ways you can approach that stuff and there's always going to be people that just don't like the idea of any setting like that at all so i yeah. completely understand I, you know that. what i don't get either i, I i'm maybe there's I, i've never seen a screenshot that actually shows what this article is even talking about like what are these people what do these enemies look like that are they you don't real humans you don't, get, you don't they, get that impression from the trailer the trailer's got all supernatural stuff going it's on, all supernatural so, stuff yeah. so it's I, I actually don't want to to start any rumors do anything i will give them the benefit of the doubt on this absolutely because i haven't personally seen anything that shows what the article is talking about well i give sense. them the benefit of the doubt because the it sounds like they've actually made changes that they hired someone that that you know to come in and advise on it yeah. and they've apparently there was resistance to their um suggestions and their recommendations at first but apparently they've they are taking that on board and that's they probably, probably the reason yeah. why, it's, and why it's been delayed again looking at the screenshots it just looks like it's it's supernatural it's, it's got a very supernatural theme it just happens to be set in and it doesn't even honestly it doesn't even look like the us looking at the at the screenshots I get that it could very sort of broadly have that location setting. It absolutely does. But there's so many parts in it where I'm like, is that really, when you put supernatural things in that context, it could be anywhere. It could be on a completely different planet. Um, so Yeah, but yeah. the game, the game literally had a code name associated with Native Americans. Like, uh, it was a new world. No, no, no. It was Renoke or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't know, dude. Don't... Like the fact that they brought in people and then they themselves said the game's like racist. <laughs> oh racist yeah, overtime. yeah. I'm sure. Again, I can't issues. comment. Have not, not seen. Not it, sure so. if I'm going to be fighting on that side of the fence. I'm going to be. I'm going to move my video like screen onto one side and put you two on the other. No, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I think that the the it sounds like they've made changes to make it less insensitive. Mm. Um, so I hope they live up to that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, look, again, my context here, I feel like very much this is a case of you you build something and then people put it into a different context and you're like, oh, I guess it does sound bad when you say it like that. But you don't, mm. you're not making it with that mindset. They're, like, I don't for a second think they're making this like, oh, let's kill Native Americans and do all this stuff. Like, no one in their right mind would make a game like that. But 
Could no. you kind of accidentally make a game like that? I could totally see that. Hmm. You know, go yeah, in, colonize, do this, negotiate. Yeah, it's, called, it's called Custer's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's yeah, remake. Again, I don't know. Let's remake seen, Custer's yeah. Revenge. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, See how that flies in twenty twenty one. All right. Do do you want to move on to uh, the next story? Let's do it. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. So the next one, like, I, I'm very excited because uh, it's numbers, and I love numbers. Uh, so you guys can't see this, but, and I guess, you know, also the folk, uh, in YouTube, uh, will be able to see, it, but no one else can. So, oh, well, um, I've actually done a little slideshow for both Sony and for Nintendo. Uh, so just going through the numbers and I should say thanks to Daniel Ahmed, uh, from Nico partners. Uh, he's a really, really good gaming analyst on Twitter and he works at Nico partners and then game industry biz for all the information. Uh, so just quickly running through the numbers. So Sony actually shipped 4.5 million units of the PlayStation 5. And one thing that was really interesting in their financial data is that, yes, they did confirm that they're selling it at a loss. It doesn't seem to be at like an extreme loss as the PS3, and we'll touch on that in a, in a second. The other one is that the PS4 also shipped 4.5 million units in the same corresponding quarter back in 2013. So they're one for one. And one thing you should say as well is that they launched the PS4, strangely, uh, after like later in Japan. So that wasn't including the Japanese numbers. Uh, and they also have now said uh, that the sell-through for the PS4 is 115 million consoles, which is way, way, way higher than what anyone at all expected. And just like going through the numbers, like you get you know, the nice little hump uh, chart that you normally would see in terms of like console sell-throughs. As as always, you know, the PS4 really didn't sell very much this year uh, with the anticipation of the PS5. Um, but, you know, you probably will still see it selling, you know, multiple million copies uh, this year. Uh, so you probably settle at maybe 120 mil uh, if you're lucky uh, for the PS4, which is pretty incredible numbers. But that also depends if they are actually going to be uh, like producing it anymore. I know that they're still making the slim. One thing I wanted to call out to stir you up, Swinney, and I thought it was interesting, is uh, just uh, PlayStation versus Xbox in terms of active users and how they're both why, going. Why would strategies. that stir me up? I'm just well, because you're a shill. You know, you're a shill. No, but you don't. You know I had no interest in sales numbers ever. I know, I know. But you, you, I'm, you're big I'm on the console interested, No, I'm not. I'm more interested in knowing... <laughs> And we're covering this in the next story, how consoles sell within the same business, like Nintendo and Sony. Like, what you're talking about, the PS4 versus PS5, that stuff's interesting to me, not mm. how many Switches are sold versus PS2s and stuff. I don't care about that stuff myself. So. Well, I've got that. I've got that next. So thanks for setting that up for me, Swinney. Uh, <laughs> so in terms of active PS uh, network users, you've got 114 million. But, you know, one thing that... PlayStation is really smashing it out of the park is with PlayStation Plus, uh, the subscriber count is up to 47 mil now, uh, up from 38 mil in the same quarter last year. So they've added almost 10 million subscribers in one year. And they haven't had a huge increase quarter on quarter. Like, uh, sorry, from the last quarter, you'd think, you know, with all the benefits of PS5, with um, the back catalog, it didn't seem to have 
astronomically bump that number up. But then again, there's only 4.5 million do, copies sold. Do you get um, like a month free when you get a new PS5 or something no. like that? No. Okay. All right. No. Huh. You know, all this talk of numbers, though, makes me think that you should go join Amazon and become their game-producing <laughs> game director head of whatever. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, and then I just wanted to compare it to uh, Xbox, what they're doing. So, obviously, PS Plus is much, much cheaper than Xbox Game Pass. But even with Game Pass, they're now up to 18 million subscribers. So, Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, confirmed this in an earnings call recently. Um, 18 million subscribers is an amazing number given how relatively new the platform is and it increased by uh, 3 million. So it's, it's increasing by about a million a month at the moment, which is so just soon, nuts. Soon it will overtake the population of Australia. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's true. And then also they confirmed on the earnings call that Xbox live has over a hundred million monthly active users. So they don't really disclose how many Xbox live users there are. It's just really around the monthly active users. Nice. Um, and then you could kind of like look at these numbers. It's interesting because PlayStation, you know, they've got obviously the 47 million PlayStation Plus, which is well below what Xbox has from Xbox Live. But then, you know, obviously with some of the price changes that Xbox were doing recently, you know, they're really trying to push people into Game Pass and it's it's really coming clear with the numbers. Um, one One thing I wanted to capture was like, and I thought this was awesome, was, you know, every launch year, financial year that Sony has had for PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, they've lost money. So what I mean by that is like literally like the amount of money going out is more than the amount of money coming in. Um, huh. You know, revenue would have been through the roof with the new consoles, but with the PS3, it was almost devastating how much of a blow that was for the company. They didn't, like that division didn't make money for five years. Like they were wow. losing money every single year. Whereas with this launch... Uh, they've actually set the record for the amount of money that they've actually made, Sony. So even though they're losing money, every PS5 they're selling. So, you know, it's kind of crazy, but, you know, every dollar, just say they were losing just a dollar, they were, they were losing 4.5 million, uh, you know, and then for every dollar, that's how much they're going to lose because of the amount that they've sold. Um, but it's it's really driven, and this is the last uh, chart here, The it's really driven by the fact that they have shifted so much of their net sales into digital software, both, and then also DLC. So you've got like basically half of their net sales coming from digital sales. So either like games or DLC content, extra content, microtransactions. But then from a profitability perspective, that's through the roof, how profitable that segment is. You know, like console, like is about a quarter of their net sales, but they're losing money on all of those. Um, and then, you know, for retail sales, it's now just 6% of their net sales. So they do not need GameStop. They do not need EB Games. They do, they've really broken through needing uh, those companies. And then I think it also gives you a bit of an insight as to why they've set up their own distribution model to distribute the actual hardware. Like in the US, you definitely can buy a PlayStation 5 through Sony directly. Uh, can't do that in Australia, but you can definitely do that in the US. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's my little prezzo on on uh, PlayStation Five numbers. Were any other so, numbers exciting to you guys? Well, there is one number I'd like to know, and that is when the hell can people actually buy the console? Give me a date. <laughs> well, because it's number. nice. It's nice to see all these sales numbers, but not actually be able to buy one. Yeah, so like that's always going to be a struggle because 
with the chipsets. Like you, I think it's going to be really tight for the entire year because the thing is they're losing money on every single PS5. So they have no incentive to bid extra for the chips that they need. Whereas, you know, phone manufacturers, laptop manufacturers, they are making profit everything that they're selling. So they've got more incentive to pay more for the for the chips and everything like that. Fair point. All I know is that Sony is probably going to make a lot of money this generation later on. <laughs> well, yeah, like once that install base is there, and with their strong first party, you know, uh, franchises and stuff, I reckon they're in in a really good position right now. Oh, they're they're killing it. Like, you know, both both of the consoles are supply constraint at the moment, so. You, People who are comparing numbers, you know, for instance, with the UK, the UK in the last three months have had a different console leader each month. So Switch sold the most one month, PS5 sold the most one month, and then Xbox Series X sold the most in one month. But that's really more about supply than demand at all. Mm, It sounds Um, like it, yeah. But given that all their money is getting driven from digital now, Sony, like, you know, it also shows... And in retrospect, it's very strange that they pushed their line so hard that they believe in generations. It's really like they just want people on their on their platform and they don't really care if it's PS4 or not. What were we about to mm. say, Mike? No, I was just going to say it, it's it's interesting from a, mark, a market share perspective that it's such a massive market that effectively you could simplistically bucket it to Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft and PC platform. And you're trying to get people within that market to go buy your particular product. And the reality, though, is it's such a massive market that even being number three within that market, you can still make a shit ton of money out of it. So, because there's really like competition in some ways from from that perspective, unless I'm totally missing something. It's fierce within that, but there's not that many competitors, really. You don't have like 50 different console makers out there. No. No. So it's, 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 yeah, it's an interesting market to be competing in. It's much harder to break down the numbers for Microsoft because they're such a large company. The Xbox division, they basically don't legally have to disclose that much because it doesn't really make up much of their profit. Um, but it does seem very clear to everyone that they make more money per person than Nintendo and, and Sony with their services and how they package things up. Like, so they, they have a more sustainable model that they don't need as many uh, actual like consoles sold to be able to make as much money as they is say a Sony or a Nintendo. So yeah. it's kind of an interesting model. And then also so their running costs, if you could call it that must be lower. And I, I'm assuming also when Sony started their entire PSN, they would have had to build that infrastructure effectively yeah. from scratch, right? Whereas Microsoft would have had years of experience, technology that was already there to be used. Well, they setting already it up probably would have been cheaper. Built, they'd already built that on the original Xbox, so they already had exactly a framework to to. They had the framework for it, yeah. It, so but, you, by now, obviously, that would have it would be way more efficient but, in, in so, that sense. So we might making a lot of cheaper. money. How's Nintendo going? Yes, let's, yeah, let's get into yeah. Nintendo. Tell us how. How your your favorite shilling platform <laughs> is going? Yeah, so I, I've also got a presentation for this as well. Uh, oh and again, God. thanks to <laughs> Daniel Ahmed of uh, Nico Partners and GamesIndustry.biz because they're pretty much the best resources for these kind of numbers. And then the Nintendo financials, obviously. Uh, so Nintendo sold about eighty million units so far, and about half a billion software sales. 
And just to put it in context, that's already more than the Nintendo 3DS has done. And mm. Nintendo 3DS sold about a third of a billion the software sales. So okay. they're absolutely just, smashing it. To put it into context, I probably am about one one hundredth of that. those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, your, your number comes up next that um, okay. they also have announced that they sold about 66 million Switches and then 13 and a half million Switch lights. So the Switch Lite itself is about to outsell. And basically, because these numbers are as 31 December, I think by the full year financials, yes, it would have passed the Wii U, the Switch Lite by itself, which is pretty nuts. The Switch, more than any other Nintendo platform that I can think of, just has that thing of it's okay to have more than one in the household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's wild to me because that's Is it okay if you're only one person, though? Mm, (laughs) I mean, anything's okay, but... Should you be having I, two or I three was, switches when there's only one of you? Uh, I've got I've got nieces and nephews, and they've got multiple switches in their house as well. Like, it's but that's wild. because there's multiple kids, right? So it makes sense. But that's what you're I'm saying for, per capita. You're saying but, per capita. Per capita but makes in, sense. Yeah, but for someone like me to have two or three switches, I no, don't know. Like, I feel like I'm a little. My whoo. whole point with this was that in the past, you just have one Nintendo in the in the yeah. house. That's it. You know. Yeah, but also I get, I guess. Uh, well, relative to people's income, it's probably more accessible. I mean, you can get a Switch Lite for 250 bucks. You can kind of go, well, I can maybe afford to get another one. Whereas before, well, I think 250 it's... bucks relative to people's household income was higher. So well, getting multiple consoles was out of the question. Plus, people didn't have multiple TVs and stuff like that. I think it's, it's also right? the fact that you there it is the console and the handheld. Nintendo now it's in one it's essentially yeah. one thing whereas before you yeah. might have a GameCube and a Game Boy Advance or a Super Nintendo and a Game Boy whereas now yeah. it's okay we've got two switches so that you know you know they they can play that game while the other person's got it plugged into the TV they can go into their yeah. room and play it. so this just just all, all adds to these numbers which uh, into God I guess you've got a lot more detail now to go through <laughs> Yeah, 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 and and just looking because their financial year ends in the next quarter, so in the end of March, they're now expecting the Nintendo Switch to sell twenty six and a half million units, which is just insane. It is like absolutely insane. So it's going to beat the Wii, which is one wild, forever Australian. Well, no, no. So I'm saying eighty million is the current sold. So you've only got three months left. So the quarter. So. You're talking about they'll probably add another five million to that, so that's eighty-five million. I will but touch I think on eventually. The, I think they'll outsell the Wii, though. I, it's guaranteed to outsell the Wii, of course, absolutely, yeah. Because um, the platform's still newish. Yeah. So. so, so I've got up on the screen uh, just some charts backdating, like as if when the actual console sold. Them, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll just talk to it. Like, I so <laughs> as you'd imagine, the PS2, the Wii itself as well. Uh, absolutely sold gangbusters and also the PS4, like the PS4, the pace that the PS4 is selling at and has sold at is in the order of the Wii and the PS2. Now the difference here is the Wii, but more so the PS2 had a long, long shelf life, especially given that the PS3 didn't launch that well and it was so expensive. They ran the PS3 and the PS2 simultaneous for a very long period of time. So the PS2 was still selling. And also in uh, Latin America, the PS2 sold like insane numbers. Uh, so PS2 ended up getting about to 152 million uh, consoles sold. I don't think 
that the Switch has the legs to, to get there, but it actually is outpacing any console that's ever been sold to this date, which is insane to me. And that's not handhelds, but that's consoles. And, and just getting to like the Switch versus Nintendo themselves, as you know, like the Switch is just dominated compared to the Wii U, the trajectory. It's selling better than uh, the Wii. And it's also interesting, like selling better... Uh, at one stage than the N- Nintendo DS, but now the DS has pulled away again. So the Nintendo DS, which also sold about 155 million uh, units. Oh, that's insane. I don't think the Switch will get there at the rate that it's running. And then the fact that they said that they're about halfway through their life cycle. And then just as like, these things go almost like a hump in terms of like how they start to sell less. I think the mm. way that the numbers are shaping up, you're talking about, 125 million copies of of the Switch, which would be insane. Now, never say never. I know they recently clarified to investors that that they're not about to announce anything about a new Switch model, right? But that yeah. has to happen at some point, surely. Yeah, well, you know, so like, I think like... that, but I think that if that's the case, and I think they'll, I think they can get there with that to 150 or 125. To, uh, to the Nintendo DS number. Oh, really? So you're going yeah. to the 150. Because the the reason I think about that is this whole Joy-Con drift thing, I think, will... Like, it's a horrible thing for them, but at the same time, I think some people just be like, well, I might as well just get the new model when they release oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll just get new Joy-Cons with it or whatever. Yeah, However, who, know, who knows how the whole Joy-Con thing will work. But, oh, my God, just on that quickly, um, I was playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so I was using, you know, the Joy-Con, when you take it off and you use it as as a separate controller. And like, you know, the single Joy-Con. And oh my God, trying to play with that plus Joy-Con drift on a split screen. <laughs> I was, oh my God. And it was it was like, but it was good. I needed to be handicapped because I was playing against literal children. So <laughs> I recently got, uh, I recently replaced my Joy-Con actually. Well, replaced as in I was a cash converter's. And they had a Joy-Con there and got it down for 40 bucks. I'm like, you know, screw it. I'll take the gamble. Turned out it's okay. I haven't noticed any drift so far, which surprises me because after buying it, I'm thinking, why would someone just get rid of just the right Joy-Con? Hmm, interesting. But yeah, it turned out to actually be all right, which, hmm. which is quite good. On the other hand, sorry, just very quickly, I bought one of the, um, the adapters for, for the Xbox controller for PC. Uh, it basically screwed up my USB ports at one stage. Um, <laughs> and then it just kept causing my PC to reset the moment I plugged it in. Like it, sh- it must've short circuit or something. It's really weird. Anyway, back to the switch. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, uh, the one thing that I'll say about what you said to when you around them confirming, which they did on an investor call that they're not announcing. I think the wording was they're not announcing a new switch model anytime soon. Yeah. Right? yeah. They're very, so clear, they very clear about that wording. Yeah. Yeah. So just going back. So Reggie fils who used to be the CEO of Nintendo America said, they're not announcing any new uh, 3DS models anytime soon. And then literally two weeks later, the Nintendo 2DS XL was announced. <laughs> now, so like, yeah, I wouldn't, uh... I, I love like, you know, I'm super, like I'm super into the corporate life. Right. You know, you always got to be careful with these yeah, corporate, corporate statements. Whore. So last last year, Nintendo in an investor call literally said, 
there will not be a new Switch model in 2020. They did not say this this time. And mm. the definition of soon can mean like a minute. Oh, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that's just a reality. And yeah, I, but that's dodgy. And I, dude, I think it's, it's... The thing that I'm actually starting to shape up about is they may not do like a Switch Pro. They may just do a Nintendo 3DS style thing. So I don't know if you know much about that, Mike, but the mm-hmm. 3DS versus the new Nintendo 3DS, it's a marginal change. It's it's not even yeah. as big of a change as like PS4 to PS4 Pro. And yeah. I almost think that that's probably what they're likely to do. They're probably looking to do something where it's much more energy efficient again. Battery life is amazing. Three, sorry, well, run me through that again. So, so I had the original 3DS. Yeah. And then I had the 2DS. Yeah. And then I had the 2DS XL, I think it was, the, the flippy one as well. Well, that's but it the didn't have new, 3D no, anymore. That's that was the, the new, new 2DS XL. That's different. Right. But do they still have the 3DS with actual 3D on them? I haven't. No, you can't see them. No, they haven't made them. They haven't made them. They don't make them so anymore. They haven't made them anymore. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thought so. Yeah. yeah. So. If they do that and then maybe maybe what you're saying, Swinney, is like if they make a Switch Pro in like three years' time, let's say, then, yeah, who knows where the numbers could really go. Um, and, and just going, like the thing that I think is the most phenomenal thing is the Switch first-party library. It is selling, like people do not talk about this enough, really. Like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe selling 33 million. That's insane. Oh, if they look, and the game deserves it. It's a brilliant. Game. It's a great game. It's oh. a great game. And then you know, Animal Crossing selling thirty-one million copies in nine months is bonkers. You know, Smash Brothers twenty-two million. Probably Just, also benefited from the from COVID. I reckon that one. Well, yeah, they all have, but you know, they're still selling at crazy numbers. Like the fact that the top ten is on target to be at least ten million. And so, we, look, mm. we look at these numbers as well, and then you just look at the fact that the way they price their games and the fact that they don't drop in price compared to other developers and publishers, and the yeah. numbers just start to get crazy there. Yeah, no, it's such a good point, because you generally could look at these games and go, you pretty much they're selling them for 60 US dollars. Mm. Like, they do sales and stuff Most like of the time. But even the sales are only at most, what, 25% probably. Yeah. And you probably, okay, let's just for argument's sake say it's 50 US dollars in terms of net sales revenue. That means that, you know, Mario Odyssey, which sold 20 million, that's literally a billion dollar net sale seller. And then there's five other games that sold just as much as that or more. Man, their war (laughs) chest must be just like overflowing at this point. Yeah, yeah. So their cash reserves are in the billions now. Like it's, it's... you know, they've, they pretty much could have three Wii U's in a row and still survive. <laughs> like, I it's, it's crazy. Really cool. Yeah. The, the only the only thing I... Um, and please don't hate me on this. And I guess it's because I didn't grow up on, on Mario is... I, I wish they kind of went out and came up with some cool new IPs as opposed to just trying to rehash the same old IP in a different setting well that i mean sense. so just i'm that. over the whole mario thing and i'm sorry to the people that love mario to bits it's like star wars i'm just over the whole thing i get it i just love about that something new and actually, fresh and different when you actually haven't played that many of the games i, I well, think no, that's I valid i hundred percent think that's valid but compared to like people that have actually played every games like you think they'd be the ones well that's, the, sick of that's it. the thing you'd think they'd be even more sick of it i'm sick of it and i have the games and i haven't even played all of them enough and properly and i'm, I'm just sitting there thinking 
it's kind of cool, but but aren't people over the whole what, Mario thing? Well, so what, just 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 on that, just on that. So this is timely. So Splatoon two, which is like a new IP really for Nintendo, given that they've been around for 113, 14 years and forty years in gaming. Splatoon mm. two is only like in the last five years. That that's also about to say, is that the last that, big IP? They tried to launch Arms. That's ninth. But... That's ninth. That's ninth. <laughs> like on the list. So that's sold wow. uh, almost twelve million copies. Which is insanely impressive, and it's not bad. Yeah, I'm fully expecting a Splatoon three to come out, given that they're oh, for sure. starting to it's wrap up. It's a new up. cash cow. Well, I I'm not on the fence that some people are like that. They'll release Mario Kart nine on the Switch. I don't think they will. I think that title is so evergreen, and mm. I don't think Animal Crossing. They might come close, but I don't think Animal Crossing will catch up to Mario Kart eight Deluxe because that still is selling top three numbers. Uh, each quarter, in terms of like a but game that came within out within this like generation, five, they want years ago. they want. But that's what I mean. The game's been out for so long, and it's a game that was on a previous platform. So, yeah. but if it's selling, it about if it's selling, time they. Well, you're right. If they're selling, why would they do it? But you know, why a Toyota Corolla sells? Why have a new version of it every couple of years? Right? It's the same principle. Yeah, but that's the difference that people stop buying it over time, whereas people are buying Mario Kart Eight more than they did it's, last year, more than they, they did are, the year before, oh, and more wow. than they did the year before. I know, but I, each I also year feel like it's, it set its record. Which kind of in some ways makes sense, but I also think it's... No, it's, no, 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 uh, can I pull you up on that? That doesn't make sense. The only, well, no, it makes sense because it's it, there's no alternative. That's why to me it makes sense. If there was a Mario Kart 9, those numbers wouldn't be like that. But you don't normally but see that there isn't one. The, so the, you kind of have to buy that. If you want a Mario Kart game, that's the only game you get. Go buy that. But so, I think it's the power of the game. It's the only games that have ever been like this are really Minecraft and maybe GTA Five. It's also got that a really cool box, crazy. and I think when you use people like no joke, it's a stupid. That might seem like a stupid thing, but when I walk into the shop and I see Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, it looks it's, great. It's freaking cool. It's box. like you Absolutely, look at yeah. it and you're like, that as a parent, no, no, that'd be the one I'd get. Along all I'm with saying the Switch, is, you know? I think it's one of those chicken and egg things. I think the the reason those sales are so high to me is still. And again, great game. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about the fact that that is the only game you can get if you want that. So no, no, it's there is crash, crash Team Racing. There's a whole bunch. Yeah, of but it's like Sonic. Like, yeah, but let's let, let's face it. You know, if it, no, I'm, I'm talking more specifically, if you want a a Mario based game, then that's the one you have to get because there isn't a nine. Anyway, in that I think we'll talk to if a there was a nine, I think we'll talk to a while about that would top the sales. <laughs> Look, like ultimately with Mario Kart, if, if I hear anyone who goes, I'm going to get a Switch for my kid, it's the safest recommendation you could ever have in the world to get Mario Kart. And I think that's ultimately what it is. Every other game on this list might not click with people. I don't know a person who goes, oh, Mario Kart, oh, I hate that game. Same. Yeah. You know? And that's Girlfriend the Girlfriend loves it. It's, it so just works for everyone. The last thing I want to touch on uh, with the numbers, and then I'm done with this Prezo, is oh, it's God. it's interesting around um, just Nintendo's history with DLC, which they've never been the biggest supporters of it. But you've seen it in this year's disclosures that they are making so much money on DLC, download-only games. So the, the way that they blend it all together is kind of annoying. So they will count games that they only release digitally as in the same category as DLC. 
Yeah, that's, uh, so like that's Kirby weird. Fighter that's Two weird. is like only came out digitally, so they count it like that. It's really stupid, to be honest. Uh, and also a bit annoyingly, they count Nintendo Switch Online in the same numbers. But the amount that they're growing that that segment for them, it's now making more money than the the download versions of the package games. You know, like we're talking about Animal Crossing and Super Mario 3D All Stars, which is insane compared to their history where it used to be like two to one type of ratio that the main game will sell. And then, you know, the DLC would be 50% extra on top of that. Whereas most companies these days, they make as much money through the DLC as they make through the main game. I would, I think they're in the best position they've probably ever been right now. Nintendo. Nintendo. Now that I think, no, just in, like just in general, just think about where they've been. You could make an argument for the nest days, but just think about like they're in such a perfect position right now financially with I think the strength of their IPs with the install base of the current platform and the growth rate. I I can't think of another time when Nintendo has actually been, which is wild to me. Like, oh, I, look, this this isn't this is clearly not the best time that they've ever had. The best time that they ever had was probably around two thousand and eight, where they had the Wii okay. and the and, and the Nintendo DS. But so I if think, you think about it, like the Wii was a hundred million seller, and the Nintendo DS was a hundred and fifty million seller. So, but I, that's the, that's crazy. Numbers, I guess for me, numbers. the I'm, I definitely bundle it in with my personal bias about because I actually really didn't like the Wii as a platform. Same, and yeah. I think like I think you know, and this is very separate from obviously the financials, but I'm like. I, I when I think of Nintendo right now, they're in a great place as a, for me as a gamer as well. Like with you know, anyway, we've talked a while about this. I think it's time to probably yeah. Well. All right, let's get into the next story, which I'm really excited about. Uh, so, what you know, there were some rumors about this happening for a long time that the Golden I 007 Nintendo 64 game had been remastered and was going to be available on Xbox Live Arcade, potentially through Rare Replay or its own standalone purchase. Uh, As I said, in the industry, people have said this has been finished. Some people have said it hasn't. And basically, there's a lot of rights issues around this game. So including Microsoft, Rare, the people who own the James Bond IP, the rights to the game, and then Nintendo itself. So Nintendo America, Nintendo Japan. Um, so there was a, what was it, Swinney? It was like a couple of hour gameplay, uh, footage of the Xbox live arcade game released sometime this week from memory. Yeah. So it was actually just prior to when we recorded the podcast last week, but it was just that it was just, here's the full playthrough two hours, just over two hours. And I think, I don't know if you, unless you change it, that's what's probably running. Uh, no, I changed it just cause they're, they're striking people. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and but there's yeah footage out there, but then they they essentially went a step further this week. Well, yeah, and that was the first time we had concrete proof that this game had been remastered. And then some lovely person out there, as part of you know video game preservation, actually leaked the full game. And you know I think this game's like ninety five percent finished. It's it's quite funny. It opens up with something like. You know, are we going to replace the Nintendo logo or like some joke about that? <laughs> um, so, you know, it's very much like this is not meant to be for public at all. Hmm. And yeah, like this is fully playable now. It's 60 frames a second, dual stick, like dual analog stick playthrough. And you can play this on uh, PC through Xenia or a modified 360. So I, I guess I just want to ask you guys, have you guys played this? 
Uh, no, and I won't be pointing no. out. Oh, you won't be? Why? No, because of the means that it was acquired. I don't think it was acquired in a very ethical way. Oh, um, no. <laughs> I have no... Yeah, so I have no problem with people playing it. I just personally won't because of that reason. Like, this yeah. is unlike standard emulation where people will dump a ROM of a game that's been released. This game was never released, so I feel that it just feels wrong to me, and it was gotten off the, the Xbox dev kit platform, which is called Part- PartnerNet. So it was obviously acquired through very very non-legal means but the i mean it's such an impressive thing so it's developed by 4j studios who not only went on to develop the xbox live arcade version of perfect dark which was fantastic as well um they also did the and we've talked about it before the brilliant banjo ports so mm. they were to rare on that so they've obviously got a knack for working with rare and make taking rare games and making them look fantastic and they also worked on a lot of the Minecraft console ports, including the Xbox or okay. PlayStation versions. So 4J Studios are actually, they're quietly becoming a bit of a, a powerhouse at taking, I guess, Microsoft properties, but any properties and uh, doing a bit of a remaster on them so, and porting. And Mike, have you played the game? No, nah, couldn't care less. So I, I, I uh, legally... He's honest. Bought, He's honest. I legally purchased the game and uh, installed it on my Xbox 360. And uh, yeah, anyway, so I played the game and okay, I'll just give some context. So I love Golden though back in the day. We played that back in the days when he, it was like super awesome. It was the first time, you know, first person shooter felt good on a console. Having returned to it recently, like the original on the, on the 64, I was like, wow, this game is so rough, so bad. Man, I must've had like rose colored glasses and just the control scheme's horrible, everything. So booting this up, I actually was kind of thinking, this is going to get a wreck my memory of GoldenEye 007, the 64 game. And just playing it, I was like blown away at how fun it was. It's such a shame this was never released. Oh, it is so fun. Yeah, it is such a shame. Yeah, It's a bit odd, like the controls, like you have to change them. They're inverted by default. Um, I don't know why, but... You know, like you know, it's like a plane where you you press up to look yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. Um, but you can change. Oh, really don't start that fight. <laughs> I, I hate it too. But yeah, a lot of people uh, will fight you over that. Well, it's a personal preference, and I'm a full believer that you could be. You should be able to change it in every game. Like, because oh, it's yeah. so easy to change. And you it's, can every single set. game. Well, no, not every game has that. Not every game. Not every game. No, but a lot of games do have that. So anyway, cool. they should have it by default. But. This game is so fun, dude. Like, I'm, it's a shame that you guys can't play it or won't play it, but it is... Like, I, I just went to boot it up just to test it. To go, okay, get a feel for it so I can chat about it on the show. And then I ended up doing, like, the double O secret agent, like, first level damn, just to go through it, play it. I was, played it again. And then I was like, geez, I feel like I just keep playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> I'd buy this in a heartbeat. Complete, if this came out on the Switch, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. Well, just a reminder that there is a fantastic version of Perfect Dark that includes a lot of the GoldenEye multiplayer in it, freely, legally available. Not freely, but <laughs> legally available, um, and looks great as well. So there is a legal yeah. way to play GoldenEye multiplayer. It's just not in GoldenEye. No, no, it's not GoldenEye. It's Perfect Dark. It's a totally different franchise that no one cares about. And I thought you hated Perfect Dark. Or was that only the one that came on? Perfect Dark Zero. The Let's Xbox. get that clear. Yeah. So the, <laughs> yeah, okay. the Xbox, I'm sorry, I the forget X, the Zero part. The Xbox Live Arcade version Perfect Dark is got the treatment that this did. So Okay. Right, and cool, cool. you can play a lot of the GoldenEye maps and the GoldenEye modes. Uh, the one thing it's missing is obviously the GoldenEye characters, which people Fair. do love, so... 
Oh, and I do love how you press the like R bumper or R one, and it switches to uh, to the old graphics mode. That's cool. Which is I like don't, dynamic. I, that's cool. I don't think they had that in the Perfect Dark. One, I love that. So okay. that's neat. Well, I did it by accident. I'd, I'd heard of it, and then I forgot about it. Grenade, was, grenade, grenade. Was, yeah, I was like, how do I shoot? And then I pressed it. I was like, whoa. And it really does make you go, they've put a lot of work in. It's such a shame this was never released. Because mm. they work so hard at this stuff. Like, it would suck working on this for a year or two, and then it just never got released. And you can't even really talk about it. Yeah. And that's why I almost wonder if someone in the project team just said, stuff it, I'm downloading this, and I'll send it out eventually. Because it's just like such a pain in the ass that it hasn't gone live. But the fact that it's out, do you think it's more likely or less likely they'll ever release it? Uh, I don't think it'll get a release. Um, As I said, they already did Perfect Dark and that to me fills that gap. But obviously people don't... No, but it feels like gap in terms of if you want the multiplayer. So I don't think... Mm. Yeah, I don't think there's a need for it. I think it'd be great for people to. I'd love it, but um, I don't think they would do it, so... Yeah, fair enough. And Phil Spencer's right, Phil Spencer's even said that it's just too difficult. So, <laughs> oh, and he wants to do it. It's just licensing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Microsoft definitely want to do it, but it's other parties that I think don't. All right, let's get into my favorite segment, bargain bin. Uh, so this week, Epic Game Store has For the King and Metro Last Night no- Last Light Redux uh, for free until the twelfth of Feb on the Switch. Uh, I'll, I've censured uh, Sweeney for his terrible recommendation for Sudoku. Great game, um, Sudoku. Sudoku Relax. Great game. But th- this this week uh, we've got Quarantine Circular for four dollars fifty. Dead Cells, which is a really cool game, it's fifty uh, percent off, eighteen seventy five. And my recommendation was Dragon Ball Fighters, which is eighty four percent off, which is fourteen thirty nine. And see, that game is like a full on full game. See, I was like going to include that, but you didn't want re- repeat games in, so I didn't. Yeah, but this is the cheapest <laughs> it's ever been. This okay. is this is by far it. the cheapest it's ever been. Like, this By is crazy, the fact that... with a Z at the end. Yeah, that's how it's meant to be pronounced. Um, PlayStation. So we've got Tomb Raider Definitive Edition for $3.75. That's Sun- wild. Sundered. Sun- that's is that how you say it? Sundered? Sundered Eldritch Edition. Sundered Eldritch Edition for $6. Thumper, which I, I've got that on Switch. I'm a big fan of that game. $6. And perennially on sale, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Game of the Year Edition, $16. 16 bucks. Such a good deal. Starring Jerry. To be honest, if you want to get The Witcher 3, do not buy it for more than $20 because it always goes on sale. It always for goes that much. for yeah. about that, yeah, on, yeah. on most platforms. Yeah. And then we'll hand over to our Xbox Shield to cover the Xbox stuff. Gladly. So <laughs> we've got some uh, new Game Pass editions this week. We'll just pick out two of the big ones. So one is uh, The Falconeer. Uh, so it's on console and PC Game Pass that's available now. And that's of only a Series X title, so it's not on Xbox One. And also, the big one for me, this game is amazing, is Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, on console and PC, uh, available on the 11th of February. And I'm watching that with a keen eye because it's not, last. it's not already on, it wasn't already on the PC versions on the Windows Store. And he's going to so. play both of them. He will. I mean, the no, same game twice to get the cheapest. Mike, on I've both. already completed it on Xbox. What do you. Ah, oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, hey, he's going to hey, play the second time. And that's okay. actually, that's, it's a hell of a completion. So that there's a lot going to that. So maybe my entire like 
plan for my shortlist might need to change. I, I, I'm, I'm actually Danger really excited zone. about this as well. I'm excited about this. Zodiac Cage yeah, is I, fantastic. I and it looks... They did so much work to have it, time to for it. For. Um, so, can so, I, uh, so no, just let a me quick just one get on through. the Game Pass. Let me... Oh, no, this is related to Game Pass. Yeah, I'm Okay, re- you going... go through the removals. Thank you. So and then I'll ask some... you a question about the Game Pass. Yes. So okay. there's some. <laughs> we'll do that. Does it sound okay? All right, Mike. All right, you talk, Mike. I'm not going to mention <laughs> no, that. No, no, you go, you go, you go, you go. You go. You go with so the So we're having. The so there's some also some removal low lights. So. Which ones? World of Horror, Shadows of the Damned, uh, Deep Blob, and Ninja Gaiden 2 are all leaving Game Pass. Um, Interesting, Shadows of the Damned, when this got announced, everyone's like, what the hell? Because it's an EA Play game. And they weren't meant to be removed from the service. So people Mm. believe it's probably got something to do with the rights and licensing um, to do things like music and stuff in the game. So that's possibly why, because EA Play games aren't meant to leave from the vault, I believe, like Mm. that. So. Anyway, Mike, you kept uh, annoying me. So, what do you want to say? <laughs> interrupt. I just wanted to interrupt you. That's it. No, okay. So, I swear to God, and again, I am by far the most ignorant person on this podcast. Was Resident Evil not supposed to come to Game Pass? The the as in it's on Resident the- Evil is on Game Pass. I'm talking about the Resident what? Evil One. It's on ga- it's Games for Gold. Games for Gold. Games. Dude, I didn't oh, even have an Xbox. Games for it's Gold. Game- games with mm. Gold. Okay. So but for some can, reason, I you can go and download it, it for to... free if you're on gold. You know, oh, I'm an idiot. That's where it was. I was looking <laughs> at it last night. I'm like, where is it? I can't find it. Can we clip that when Mike said? Can, can we also? Can we also? Can we also? Can we also go back to? Can we also? There we, we go. Discussed. That's the episode title. Clip it. No, we we're calling the episode title "Business <laughs> Business Numbers." Can, can what? What I remembered is from from the fact like this highlights to me that. The fact that I can see why Microsoft want to consolidate these services, because even to me, as someone who uses the Xbox Dem regularly, I forget. Oh, is this on Game Pass, or is this on Games for Gold, or is this just in the regular sales section? No, but it's like Jesus Christ. There's so many different places this thing can be. No, but I think as as a platform, I hope they need to just condense the, the 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 offerings a bit. All right, we're, we're, for we're idiots like me, yeah, we're correct. We've we've got, we've got all the right highlights. That so you're an idiot. <laughs> you don't listen to what we're saying. All right, let's get into I this. Interrupt segment. all the time. <laughs> so uh, this okay, is let's go. this is for game of some other year. It's very exciting for 2011. Uh, we're doing our short list and converting it into nominees. So we're going to have six nominees for game of some other year, 2011. This is, I'm actually nervous about this. Why? I don't know, because I, I feel like this is going to be a really hated discussion. Because, like, I'm the only balanced gamer on the podcast, you know? I game on everything. Whereas you guys are anti-Nintendo, so... I game on... What, what are you, you talking mean, about? Nintendo's, like, the <laughs> only thing we're I not game on everything as well. I'm the most agnostic. <laughs> I'm just setting some context so then uh, I can win my arguments later. Sure. Anyway, it doesn't matter, because that island wins. So whatever you guys say <laughs> so is irrelevant. We, deci- all right, all right. we decided we'll- we'd we'd select eight games that we're suggesting or that we're putting up, but we're not going to rank them. So we're not going to show our cards just yet. When it correct when it comes down to having to choose what the game of 2011 is, then you know then those rankings will become important and uh, we can play their cards. Or well, the then. game of some other year, uh, yeah. 2011. So let me let me just quickly go through our shortlist. So we've got another show. We should try to clip that back and and put the link in the show notes for this clip but 
Uh, so our short list that we had were Batman Arkham City, Battlefield 3, Dark Souls, Dead Island, Deus Ex Human Revolution, Dragon Age 2, The Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim, Forza, Motorsport 4, L.A. Noir, The Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword, Mario Kart 7, Minecraft, Portal 2, Saints Road the Third. <laughs> Saints Shadows, Road. Saints Shadows, Road. I know. That's how we wrote it in uh, the show notes. Uh, Shadows of the Damned, Star Wars, The Old Republic, Super Mario 3D Land, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, and The Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings. Is that right? I, I, yes. It's too small. Yeah, Assassins, Assassins of Kings. Of Kings. I have to say, dude, when you read through all all of those games, it's like, wow, what an insane year. Oh, it's what wild. It's year. wild. Even just, like, doing my own rankings and stuff in my, you know, it's like, wow. I feel bad for not, you know, including some because you're like, that game's so good, but you've, you've got to you've, you've limit it, you know? What can you do? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hang, definitely. hang on with the last one. Is it is it Assassins of Kings? Assassins of Kings, yes. So it's kind of like like demon souls. It's no, there's no there's the multiple no souls no of a single demon, whereas no this is multiple assassins no. of multiple kings. Correct. It's multiple assassins. Okay. Of multiple kings. Okay. Cool. Yep. Just clarifying that. So we we need to whittle this down in unison uh, to six, and we're going to have we gonna it. How are we going to do that? So so far, we're going to have it as like uh, you know unranked, obviously, and then. Mm. We'll come back to each of the games that are in the top six. We'll do a special feature on every single one of them. And then in a later show, we'll actually decide what we believe is the game of some other year, 2011. Yep. Which I think is going to be so hard this year. But. Yeah. So can we, can we, how do we start this? Do, do we eliminate the ones that none of us have voted for? Well, that's for? why we're going to go through our lists and then it's going yeah. to be clear which ones aren't going cool. to make it. Easy. Well, yeah. Okay. So, so do we, how do we want to do it? Do we want to just say what each of our lists are in alphabetical order? And then I'll pull those out, and then we'll go from there. I think that's or... probably probably the best yeah. way place to start. So, okay. um, Mike, why don't you kick us off, Mike? Yeah, try to do oh, enough alphabetical order. You guys want me order. to do it? Try to do and... enough alphabetical order if you can. Okay, I'll do an alphabetical so, order, so even again... though the majority of them are Ds. But okay, okay, but just again, just like you know, we're we're picking eight each, eight each from this list of twenty. So we're going to have more than eight. And in, don't in say the... don't say more yeah. than one thing about each game because otherwise we'll be here forever. No, no, no. So. No, I know. I'm yeah. I'm gonna go straight through them. Okay, Battlefield Three, Respawn again and again. That's my num- number one on the list. Uh, number one on the list. What does that mean? What? Alphabetically. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's the first one on my list. That's you told confused. me to do it alphabetically. Battlefield Three, like game of the year. Structure. So, okay. A numero duo is Dark Souls. Die, Dark Souls, yeah. die and die and die again. Obviously, yeah, let, cool. let's just keep going. Uh, numero three is Dead Island, aka Game of the Year 2011. Okay, come uh, on. And then we have uh, Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Yeah. Then we have Forza Motorsport Four. <laughs> yeah. Then we have Skyrim <laughs> Job. Uh, yep. And then last we have Witcher Two, starring Jerry. Well, that's not enough games. You need two. That's only six. That's eight. No, that's six. I'm counting. No, right that's now. eight. Battlefield. No, one, two, Dark three, Souls. four, five, six, seven. You've only got seven. Battlefield, Dark Souls, what? Dead Island, Deus Ex, Forza, Skyrim, Witcher 2. Did you say something oh. else? Oh, I missed Dead Space 2. 
Wait, I wasn't going to put Dead Space 2. Shit, I screwed it up. Sorry, Dead guys. Space 2, it's not even on the short list. <laughs> I know, it's not even on the short list. Exactly. All right, you got seven. You got seven. No, hang on. No, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll, just, I'll just put another one of them in there. Uh, let's put in... Nah, not interested. Don't care. Uh, let's go with... Dead like... Island. Game, <laughs> game of the year. You've let's already go said with Batman that Arkham. Okay, I don't really. Oh, I didn't. Like, LA Noir. I'm gonna go LA Noir. You don't okay. care. This is like the biggest feature we've been planning. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like nervous no, about I, this, and he's I, just I, like, ah, I screwed it up. No, I I put the wrong one down. Oh, All the wow. other ones were fine. I just one of them. I I I, I copied the wrong one down. What was the that's last the show one? title? Dead Space Two. What was the last <laughs> thing? Uh, what was the last game on your list? Was it Witcher Two? LA Noir. Oh no, it was Witcher Two. Witcher Two, but I'm I'm putting LA Noir in okay, there. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. All right. All right. Uh, do you want to go, yeah. Swinny? Yes. I have to say, the way that I'm visually depicting this is not going to be helpful, given the selection okay. so far. Okay. <laughs> Let's go, sweetie. All right. So, number, uh, starting with Battlefield 3. Oh, uh, yep. Okay. Dark Souls. Yep. Deus Ex Human Revolution. Yep. Dragon Age 2. Oh, God. Yep. Alley Noir. Yep. Super Mario 3D Land. Yep. The Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. And The Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings. Okay, okay. So, yeah, it's funny how we are alphabetically putting these different because I put Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Yeah. But it's fine, it's fine. Uh, okay, I'll go go through mine quickly then. Uh, so I've got Batman, Arkham City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got uh, The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim. Mm-hmm. I've got L.A. Noir. Mm-hmm. I've got the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. I've got Minecraft. Mm-hmm. I've got Portal Two, and I've mm-hmm. got Super Mario Three D Land. Oh, quite different. So uh, our pro. <laughs> so according process. to this, yeah. Well, we can cut a bunch of games well, out. That's that's caught, well, not <laughs> only do we cut a bunch of games, but 20, we've gone from twenty down to fourteen. So that process wasn't that helpful. Yeah. We probably it should have done the top six. But I also wonder, like, if, if if all of us voted for a particular game, does that kind of put more weight? To yeah, it? that's the whole point of this discussion. Is that? But we hang can on, did any of us up. actually finish La Noir? Yes, I did. I finished you all. Integrate? I finished no, La no, no. Noir and all the. Yeah, DLCs. I never finished it either. So then why did so you put it on be your interesting... list? Well, because I thought it was a great game from what I played and deserves to be on this list. It's but I didn't think it would end up winning, even though two of us never played no, it. No, 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 no. Wait, okay, like, let me pause you there. Well, we played it, just not enough. It might not even make it to the short list of six. Yeah. Just because it's got three votes doesn't mean to me that it guaranteed has, has No, it's to not be. guaranteed, but it's yeah. fascinating that we all put it there. Yeah, Because everyone could have ranked it, it in eighth, you know? Yeah, I, I, Noir is an absolute achievement in, in gaming. It's not for everyone, but it's just, it's a brilliant game. Some of the technology they used, developed by an Australian developer, LA Noir yeah, is great. So, so I think it definitely deserves to, to be in 06 if we've all voted for it. Okay. Well, can I just call you both out? How the hell have you got not got Minecraft and Portal 2 on this list? Portal 2? I know. Portal 2? I, I admit. Was... Like was the that nine? Was no Portal Two was that the is nine? Unbelievable! Was the nine on that? How can you put Witcher Two ahead of Portal Two? Witcher that's Two is Witcher Two is an amazing game. That's why. Yeah, yeah, but it's not Portal. It's better than Portal. Yeah, it's Witcher Two, and it's Thars Jerry. So I, I think need to start it's... my own list. 
Well, clearly. Well, you have a list. And you saying Minecraft. Minecraft is a is a cool game, but it doesn't hang with ease. <laughs> oh, I don't okay. know. And I'm, I'm with Intergun on this one. And it doesn't. It deserves and to be. Sp- especially 2011 Minecraft doesn't hang with these games. No, but say, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to have this debate about this stuff, right? Well, it doesn't matter because it's not making in the six anyway. So. Well, it might. Well, I don't know. It, might, it might because because Mike might take Ellen Noir out. You can't yeah. change. Yeah. You can't change. Why not? What? No, no, no. He well, Ellen Noir was the hey. one that I screwed up anyway, so <laughs> no, I no. can pick whatever I want. Record for the record, the votes don't mean they go through to the top six. The mm. votes mean nothing. The votes just mean they get into this short, short list, which is not that short. It's no, that's games. that's fair enough. But for the mic to then go and change it was no, that's, I'm allowed. That's well, I put, wait, wait I, you're making rules on the spot. No, you can't make rules on hey, the wait, spot. I, I'm allowed. I, I wouldn't have put Ali Duar in the top six. It definitely was a top yeah, eight for me, but it was I'm, a debatable one. Like, I was, like, debating between that and Deus Ex. So, I just so, like that a game that it got on all of our lists is not even considered. But it's a top eight. It's not a top six. So, it's a different list. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, well, let's, let's this, come back to that. This pains me. No. Right, let's, let's do the easy ones. Let's do wait, the easy wait. ones. Wait, wait. This pains you. This is, this, is, this is what this is for. <laughs> this is what we <laughs> No, no, no. You're not, even, you're not listening. Yeah. I was about to say, even though this is on my list and I want it to be in the top six and it feels like there's zero chance of it happening, is uh, the Zelda... Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Yeah, probably there, not going to happen. Is this going to happen, Sweeney? So, I've to give you some context, Skyward Sword, because I have a ranked list, so I was going to talk about, I was going to mention that Skyward Sword, out of the 20 games, is actually ranked 13 for me. Wow, really? That yeah. low? Well, first, I actually so, think that's pretty high for this game, honestly. Well, I've, the list is can we ru- is Can good. we rule it out, though? Yeah. I think so. Because I'm not going to vote for so. it, so... I Okay, that's out. Look, I'll just say, because now we're deleting it, so we're not going to talk about it again. This game... So I didn't play this when it came out, but I've played it subsequently. And this game gets such a bad rap. I don't play these games listening to hype or what people say about it. I think it's a great game. And yeah, there's like broken things in it, but it's a very enjoyable Zelda game. Um, But anyway, I'm deleting it. It has some good dungeons and it has... The motion control implementation is fantastic, but it just has some... Design flaws that put it down on the on the list as other games. So yeah, goodbye, okay. Skyward Sword. Nice. So what about it's Dragon gone. Age Two? Given well, that. Oh, hang on. I was going to say Forza. Forza, because okay, you, yeah, you didn't enough. vote Forza, for that, yeah. did you, Swinney? There's no way Forza no, would be in my top. It's just me. No. It's just me. So all right, do you want to give it that, uh, eulogy? That's out. That's gone. <laughs> goodbye, Forza. Do you want to talk something <laughs> positive about it? That's a shit eulogy so far. <laughs> goodbye, Forza. So long. <laughs> Right, I don't it's really gone. Bye bye. I, I don't right, think he, about the he past. Puts top, I, uh, top seven, and he goes, "I didn't give a shit." About I, was, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have any emotional attachment to to stuff like that. I was I prepared forward with my life. I'm not stuck in the past. I was prepared Forza to ask Motorport. you. Do you even remember the difference between Forza Three and Forza Four and Forza Five? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I like Forza Three. I like better graphics. Are they good games? I, I'm, I'm not saying that. So. so Dragon Age Two. That's the next on the shopping block, right? Yeah. So I'm not voting for that. Oh, there's no way I'm voting for that. No. So, no, but as 20. in, was that on your list, Mike? No, it wasn't. Okay, then, the yeah, it goes, it goes. So, Dragon Age... Oh, so yeah, Dragon Age 2, cool characters, but, yeah, goodbye. Okay, that's Five, out. Six, seven, eight, nine, it's narrowing 10, it down 10. a bit. So, we're at 11. Portal now. 2, we're Portal 2. Let's talk about Portal 2, because oh, only one we, of us voted for that. How can we eliminate Portal 2? It's because neither game. Swinney nor I think it's the top six. 
So you both it's have incredible. It. You both Absolutely have incredible. It. I played it, I finished it, enjoyed it, but it just isn't in my top six. Yeah. As I said, it was my number nine if we were ranking it. So yeah. it just missed the top eight. Was... Great game, but it's not I prefer the other games that I listed more than it. Yep. Okay. Also, yeah, this this sorry. this makes me laugh because I said to Swinney, I'm trying to play <coughs> as many of the shortlist games as possible. You know, and I'm just trying to pick the ones that are just obvious that are going to be in the top six. And I said mm. to him, I like Portal 2. That's just obviously going to be in the top six. And then, he, then he's like, then he's like uh. Uh. I was like, what? Well, I, even <laughs> ha- I haven't even ranked and chosen stuff at that point. So, um, But you would have had a gut feel that you weren't going to put it in your top six. Uh, no, I actually would have. No, I probably would have made my eight, but I actually had a realization that a game deserved in over it, So, which I'll mention soon. I, I think it's nuts that Dead Island and Battlefield 3 are in contention over Portal 2. First of all, I didn't vote for Dead Island. Don't don't put me on Oh, okay. Well. Sorry. I, I, I hate Dead Island. Reason. I'm not a fan. All right. Let's get rid of that then. No, we're not getting rid of that. I'm quitting the podcast if we're getting rid of that. That's the, that's the game of the year 2011. The meme is over, Mike. The Fine. Meme I'm is kidding. Over. I'm but kidding. We're, we're getting actually rid of haven't that. said that. I really yet. don't give a shit. It's out. Are we doing huh? any veto powers or anything crazy? No, like there's no veto power. Nah. Screw it. It's out. I reckon we'll but, get there. I reckon we'll get to the six just through, just through deliberation. Yeah, but I don't like how it's becoming like by committee. You know, okay. getting well, rid of games like, you know, Portal 2 is insane to me. Well, tough shit. I had to get rid of Dead <laughs> Island and I love that game. Oh, okay, so what are, about... getting, are we getting rid of Dead Island? Yeah, of course we okay. have to. All, right, All jokes aside, only I voted for it, so it's out. What about LA Noir? Wait, stop. I haven't, I haven't moved yep. on yet. Are we actually oh. getting rid of Portal 2 right now? Yes. Or we just keep it there for a little bit? No, it's out. no, we're not keeping it there for a little bit. Swinney? Don't tease us with that. No, it's out. Swinney? We've well, got to make executive decisions. I think, <laughs> I think it makes sense for us to drop it now. But oh, yep. my God. as I said, right. it was Look, my number nine. It was my number nine. So bye bye okay. we'll I'd... come back to it if... For whatever stupid reason, there's like a sixth spot that we can't fill properly and we think it's better than, than what we ended up in if, sixth if spot. If it was any other year in this era, then it would have made it in the six. That, it's yeah. just this year was so strong. No, 2011. Too well, strong. I'll, I'll just you know say the eulogy. Portal 2, amazing game. Definitely should have been in the top six. For me, fighting for number one even potentially. But yeah, okay. Move on num- with your life, These dude. numbskulls. We've got no taste their Xbox shields. They only care about stop, Xbox. Stop being stuck in the past, man. <laughs> All right, I'm deleting it. I can't think of the I'm future. This is this is definitely not my list, but <laughs> it's like not my present. <laughs> what the? It's our list. All okay, right. can we can we talk about L.A. Noir though? So I'm I'm happy to drop it because obviously <laughs> I, I I took it out, no, but no, also no. because we you didn't play it no, enough. No. You didn't play it enough to really have it in there. I think. No, no, this is super illogical. We have to park L.A. Noir because all of us had it on the list. You can't delete that right now. Well, the one, I had the it, one that I want to bring now, up so... is Batman Arkham City. So yeah, you okay, guys let's bring didn't that one have out. that That's... game on there. No, no, I didn't have it. I liked okay. it, but I, I, yeah, not not in my top six. Yeah, it was it was high up ish, but not in my. So top I six. I liked it, and I think it it did better than the original Arkham game. But okay, so it's out. You guys don't feel like that. <sighs> well, Arkham no. City, I I tried. <laughs> I really tried with this game. I don't like that they made it more open world. That's that's oh, the wow. reason why okay. it didn't click with me over. I I really liked Arkham Asylum, mm. Um, mm. but I liked that it was almost it was essentially a Metroidvania in, by design. And I think that mm-hmm. while they kept components of that with Arkham City, taking it to a more open world 
setting, almost like an Assassin's Creed style small kind of city. It just, it didn't, that's the reason why I didn't put it on my list. Honestly, it's probably, it's like number 15 on my list. It's really oh, wow. far down. Yeah, but Brutal. I mean, again, like this is a crazy packed year, so. So you guys okay, are too so, similar in what you like. So then I get well, like shafted. Yeah, you get you get ganged up on. I'm sorry, but we're not because you know John hates Swinney hates that that island. I freaking love it. It's it's. I'm not even joking around when I say it's easily in my top six games of 2011. So you know we have differences. I feel I'm like not half into of my Super list Mario is going to be missing. Half of my list is going to be missing here. You need to get better co-hosts then. <laughs> <laughs> I need more power. Uh, so I'm getting rid of uh, Arkham City? Oh, I think it has to go, yeah. Yeah, I think All that's right. out. Only one of you. All right, I'm removing Arkham City. Arkham so City. we only have to eliminate fantastic two game. more. Hey, let me let me. It is a fantastic game. Yeah, let me okay, sorry. Can you take Shut a it. Yeah. Well, no, let him, let him eulogize first. Let him... Let him uh, Externalize his emotions. Let him cry. Whatever he needs to do. Let, let me speak. So, Arkham City, great game. Ga- given game of the year by a lot of outlets. The year it came out, even though it is a very competitive year, uh, I, I think to me, still the best Arkham game out there. So, I kind of I, I apologize again for these numbskulls. So, I'll delete this game. <laughs> I like how I'm like, oh, you guys don't like that game. That's cool. Whereas, like, <laughs> we don't like the game you like. They're numbskulls. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, okay, so, so we're down to eight. We're down to eight. So we're actually... Yeah, we just can need you to take stock, two can more. You take stock of what's left? Yes. So yes, we so have Battlefield right. 3. Shut up, shut up, Mike, because i am visually have. got it. So okay, fine, fine. Battlefield 3, Dark Souls. <laughs> you don't even remember to say eight on your list, so I'm not getting you to play back. I had eight. Uh, we're up I to. had seven, eight. So Whatever. Battlefield anyway. 3, Dark Souls, Deus Ex, Human Revolution, The Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim, The Witcher 2, Assassin's of Kings, L.A. Noir, Super Mario, 3D Land, and Minecraft. Mm-hmm. So I, think- I want to get rid of Witcher 2, man. I feel like no, you, no, you no. guys are giving me nah, battle blows. Nah, but Witcher nah, 2! Witcher nah, 2 is less like, nah, it's clearly inferior nah. to Witcher 3. I actually... No, it isn't. I actually, I actually prefer, prefer it over Witcher 3. I prefer a lot of... I don't... Overall, I prefer the Witcher 3, but I actually prefer the gameplay and the combat of Witcher 2 yeah. much more. Yeah, same. And... Like the linearity Intergod, of it, Intergod, in a Witcher way, two, I Witcher like. two was actually a big deal when it came out. Well, it really linear, was. Yeah. Now big it, deal. Was, it, yeah, it was, was a massive deal, man. But obviously, Witcher three was a phenomenon. So when you're yeah. comparing the two, yes. But back in when the Witcher two came out, that that made CD Projekt Red a household name. No, yeah. it didn't. Yes, it, it did. The Witcher two it absolutely it did. did. It, it did. did. <laughs> I made. You should have been there, man. did you ever play? Did you even play the game? Yeah, did you Swinney, ever play Witcher 2? Swinney, oh my god, I, play it. I am the play perfect it. example of what you're saying is wrong because I never heard of CD Projekt Red until Witcher 3. I so never heard of Minecraft that's... until we had this conversation. <laughs> Yet here In, we are. Into so... God, into God. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play the card that I should because I respect you too much. <laughs> No, we don't. were made. We were made way more into games than you at that time in twenty. No, but that's my point. Yeah, Swinney. we would have done them. I'm not talking about hardcore gamers like you guys at that time. I'm talking about you said it was a household name. This okay, game, was LA this Noir game, right there. Name. Minecraft is a household name. No, you know, Dark Souls became a household name. There's it's, no way it's the a matter, is a household no, name. It's a matter of saying name? when I say that I mean in the industry. Okay, I'm not well, say, talking about. Right, I'm not then. talking about Joe say on the right. street. It made so, them a yeah, household known in name. The industry then. Yes, it became okay. known in the industry. Sheesh, it's better. ridiculous. I have to clarify that. 
The Witcher 2 made CD Projekt Red and they knocked it out of the park Witcher 3, right? That's the yeah. I'm that's... deleting it. I'm deleting it. No. No. <laughs> no, you're not del- no. No. There's other games that can be culled before that. Well, right, well maybe not want- because we're all they're all kind of on a on a No, but like wait, wait, for on, example, on, I'm on. happy to cull but Battlefield 3 <laughs> before I will cull anything like The Witcher. Well, can so... I just say can I just say are we are we saying some of the safe ones? So Dark Souls is safe? Dark Souls is I think so, yeah. Safe. That's, that's Deus Ex is safe. I'm happy to that was in my yeah. top uh nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I probably said so. Skyrim yeah. is yeah. safe for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely safe. So yeah. that's three. Uh well shit, that's pretty much it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> when I were going through it. So we've got okay, let's just park those ones. So we've cool. got five. Yeah. And of the five, we need three. So we so, only yeah. need to two, cull two, so I think we're in a good yeah, position. Yeah, we only need to cull two. Yeah. So I think yeah, we should cull Super Mario easy. 3D Land. Nah, nah, no way, All right. man. So no can way. I... Swinny? So I've, I've, let, me, let me talk about Battlefield 3 for a second. So Battlefield 3, I think we we will cull because Mike just also said it. But All right, let's get rid of it. No, let me, let me just mention it first. <laughs> so Battlefield 3 Trilogy. is actually... Was number six on my list in my yeah. ranking. And... I didn't think about that. This is the game I was talking about with Portal 2. Is that I'd kind of forgotten how important and how fantastic Battlefield 3 was. That game, mm. we all played it, as in Mike um, and you know a bunch of our other friends. Obviously, Intergot, um, you weren't playing it. But that was, a, that was a phenomenon for us at the time. It was just such... Yeah. Battlefield 3 was amazing. Um, and when I think about the, the fun that I had with that game, I, I had to put it up higher because when we actually went through the shortlist, I'd kind of forgotten how great that game was. But I think that just in the realm of these other games, I just think we need to appreciate the other ones more. So I think we call it. Yep. Nice eulogy. Yeah, nice I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. Let's call it. Yep. Go on. All right. So we've only got one game to eliminate. So just do you want me to do another stock tag? That's Minecraft. So I'll do another stock. <laughs> no, what's so Minecraft? Got... Because Mike didn't have his vote on that. No, nah, hang with. on, hang on. To don't, begin don't, with, don't don't try to no. you know, railroad us here, Swinny. Don't try to railroad us. Uh, so we've got uh, Dark Souls, Deus Ex, Human Revolution, Skyrim, La Noir, Minecraft, Super Mario, 3D Land, and The Witcher Two. It's clearly inferior to The Witcher Three as our seven that we need to bring down. You haven't down even six. played it. How can you say that? <laughs> Wow. You know what would be funny? Who, who's the arrogant smug one now? No, you know what's annoying? Because, like, I am committed that, obviously, once we get down to the six, I'll play every single one and complete it. And yeah. Witcher yeah, 2, I Minecraft. never anticipated. You can complete it. I know you can complete it, Witcher but I want to see you complete it. I will. It'll be fine. Witcher okay. 2 has not ever been on my radar to complete. Uh, so maybe okay. I'm just more angry. It'd be funny if I said that's the game of the year. <laughs> In the end, that would be really funny. Um... All right. So once you see them, uh, them uh, Tristes, you're gonna change Jesus your mind. Oh, Jesus, Mike! <laughs> what? All right, let's move on. So we've got I four wanna, games. I want to call that just because of that. <laughs> no, not yet, not yet. So we've we've got four. Oh we've God. got four that needs to turn into three. So we've got Ali Noir, Minecraft, Super Mario 3D Land, and The Witcher Two. All right, I'm gonna make a case for Mario 3D Land um, to so- stay. To yeah. stay or leave? Yeah, to stay. So okay. No, that's fine. Keep it. I'm happy for you to no, I make the case. Talk, I want to talk it. about I, it. I like I how it. Mike has no sense of entertainment. <laughs> You're like building something up and then he's just like, no, nah, keep it. F it. Keep I don't it. Care. It's fine. <laughs> T-word, whatever. So I had never properly played Mario 3D Land until the past fortnight. And now I see why everyone says that's such a good game. 
It's a great game. It is the level design. Like when you played the first couple of levels, it was like, oh yeah, it's neat. And then you start getting into the cool levels and you're like, whoa, they were doing some really cool stuff. And I, I, I'm not experiencing this in 3D. I can only imagine how cool it would have been in 3D. Well, that's that's what I wanted to say because, like, you did try your best to get this on a console you could play it in 3D. Although you have a 2DS, so I've no, got a couldn't. 2DS, so I would never have been able to play it. <laughs> but anyway, like, I've played this in 3D, and this is the only game on the 3DS where I feel you have to play it in 3D. Mm. It's so incredible that what they add to it, and it is a it is. To me, Microsoft, it's Nintendo firing on all cylinders where they have a gimmick and they love gimmicks, Nintendo. They have this 3D gimmick and they've really worked that away to add to the game with the 3D. And and it's awesome the way that they've implemented it and the way that you feel depth. And that's why you always have those real overhead shots in the game. Mm. Uh, And then it ended up spawning uh, Super Mario 3D World, which is like almost like a pseudo port, you know, enhanced 1.5 version of it which is a great game as well, and that's coming out in the next few weeks. Or so, next Friday, actually, I'm grabbing The other it, thing so. about 3D oh. Land was that it, to me, it re- revitalized Mario because if you think about it, after mm. Odyssey 2, you had the new Super Mario Brothers games, and I've never I mean liked... Galaxy 2, but yeah, go on. Galaxy 2, sorry. Um, I never liked those games, really, at all. And 3D Land the is like... The new Super Mario Bros? Yes, New Super Mario Brothers games. Yeah, you know, I've played every single one of them and finished every single one, and I never have loved any of them. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, to me, it's like, then suddenly, okay, this... And I didn't play it at the time. If I played it at the time, that would have been like, oh, thankfully, thank you yeah. for making another yeah. great Mario game. So hmm. that's my case if, if Mike agrees, and that adds goes to the... Oh, I to totally agree. I, I never... Well, actually, I think I may have started playing it back when I had a 3DS, but I do think it's one of those... Just because I haven't played it doesn't make it an amazing game. So yeah. well, you'll have to play it. If I'm, it's on the I'm list. totally. Oh yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to it based on. All what right. Well, we're saying. adding that. So that's going to go in the Sacred Four. Yep. Sacred Four protected games. All right. So really, it feels we, like we are down left. to two spots with three games left. So it's yeah. Alan Noir. Minecraft and Witcher 2. I like I, I you know, look, I have to concede defeat. There's no way I'm gonna move you guys off Witcher 2. Wait, no over these games. I don't uh, think that's not the case. I Oh good. <laughs> no. If I can, can I make the case me. for Minecraft. Can I make the right case for Minecraft? Yeah. No, oh. I just want to comp- before we get to Minecraft, because I think also, that's, the answer's that, no. <laughs> no, I I'm just thinking between the LA Noir and the Witcher 2 is if I think of a game that Intergot's probably going to like the most and probably be a better representation of all of us in the podcast and now top six nominees, I definitely think you'll prefer Alain Noir. So if I think if you're going, if that forces you to play the games, I think you're you're going to have a better time to play through Alain Noir than The Witcher Two. To if 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 that's what we're doing, and I think it's, oh, but I don't, honestly I don't think I, that's that's not the point. That's not the point. No, but I'm I'm just trying to think of what. To me, it's actually hard to choose between these. So if I'm thinking of was what it is a, better a better game to you though? It's it's tough to say. Like I love The Witcher Two, but I'm also an RPG fan, so I'm naturally going to gravitate to that kind of gameplay. La Noire is more mm. of a cinematic detective experience. It's not an action game, really. There's a couple of moments mm. where it's like you'll do that stuff, but you literally skip it if you don't like it. You know, it's and it's usually just ta- or tail this person. But as a I guess as a narrative piece and as a as just an innovation in gaming, you know, obviously Minecraft is probably going to take the top spot in any innovation discussion. I think LA Noir probably just gets in over Witcher 2. 
See, I think the opposite. Uh, so my case for Witcher 2 is obviously a personal opinion, which is I played both L.A. Noir and The Witcher 2, but the difference, the major difference between the two is I kept wanting to play The Witcher 2. That's fair enough. Yeah. And I kept wanting to see what happens and make, make the choices, and I found it a much more enjoyable experience and an experience that I wanted to get to the end of. Whereas with L.A. Noir, I just remember at a certain point just putting it down. It just wasn't, I wasn't having fun with it as much as I thought I would. So that that's the only reason I, my perspective would be The Witcher 2, just because personally it just drove me to finish it more than the other one did. Because I will say, I, I think Minecraft deserves to be in the six. Oh, no, I think well, it does. I absolutely think it does as well. So it really I was becomes have to mount this huge argument as to why you guys are nuts no, for not having. Minecraft it just becomes. In. It becomes. Uh, I think a debate between La Noir and The Witcher Two. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thank God. Like I'll, I'll drag Minecraft. Here's across. the thing. Well, here's the thing. Well, no, no, actually, no, no, no. It's between yeah. Witcher Two now and La Noir. Here's my problem as well. To to Swinney's point, I actually want to go back and play both of them. Well, you can. And, well, well, that's I know what I can. Shortlist Nothing's stopping me from doing it. But the point is, if I if we <laughs> remove one of them from the shortlist, there'll be less of an impetus to go play that game. So I'm like, well, do I want to put... You can play Alien Noir, Noir on the Switch. Just, exactly. My, do I put it there just because I, I want to play it? I would suggest Alien Noir but, because you haven't played through the whole game. I know. And I know, you can play it on then, the Switch. But All then right. I feel I like it's not, is, it's not a true representation of what I feel is the game that deserves to be on the list for 2011. The, the counter-argument is, to my <laughs> argument, so I'm counter-arguing my own argument. So the counter-argument to my own argument is the fact that I've already played The Witcher 2 and there's no way in hell it's going to make it as number one. Oh, I see. So I like that. I like you that. You see my logic, right? Like so I might that. as well take like it that. out. Keep Eleanor in because I know it's not going to win anyway, but I might as well, you know, have it in the list so I can play it. So <laughs> it, could win. it could win. It could. I just think it's highly unlikely. Whereas The Witcher 2, there's no way it's going to win. So by that reasoning, if that logic makes any sort of sense, I would go with Eleanor, even though I don't think it's the game that should be on the list. <laughs> I'm just, I, I lost track of you five minutes ago. <laughs> All I'm saying is... We're getting an insight as to how... uh, I'm not going to recap the logic of my brain, but basically, I don't think... So, there's no point having The Witcher 2 in there. It was a joke, by the way. I wasn't getting you to repeat it. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, I think... I I think... So... I think we go for Alain Noir. I think we should should go Alain Noir, yes. And And I love The Witcher 2. I love The Witcher 2, but I think we go Alain Noir. But as as happy as I am, if that's the case, but I just... I want this to be what, a proper what, list. Intergod, why are you so against The Witcher 2? Like, you've got this yeah. agenda against it that, that I don't no, understand. No, yeah, I don't. I actually it's like you've got game. some sort of hidden I, agenda. I, no, no, I own the game. And I'm like you should, so, you should play so debating playing it first rather than Witcher 3. Because I feel like if I play Witcher 3, it might be pretty hard to go back to no, Witcher 2. No, but I'm just like, I, I actually played it after playing Witcher 3 as well. Um, mm. Well, I thought you said it was such a big game. You must have played it at the time. No, I played it twice. No. So I well, went back and probably. replayed it after. Oh, okay, three, damn yeah. it. Because <laughs> um, I completed that, I, 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 I completed that game. So I completed that game like three times with different achievement lists. But anyway, sure. The Witcher 2 is a fantastic game. And I think, yeah, I, at the time, it actually got a lot of critical praise and it put them on the map. And I think that, you know, it's just because The Witcher 3 was such a phenomenon that people, especially people that kind of, you know, may not have been, you know, 
heavily into games at the time have kind of forgotten that Witcher 2 was actually a, a, a quite a hit for them. So especially mm-hmm. especially and when they port it to console the next year. So I'm going to be the contrarian here to also say that that I actually think I enjoyed The Witcher 2 more than I enjoyed Witcher 3. Which, by the way, to this day, I have not finished. I've spent part, hundreds of hours, have not finished. There's parts of Witcher yes, 2 that fine. I definitely prefer, yeah, I love more. But I think L.A. Noir deserves to be in the top six myself. Yep. Put it in. Looking forward to playing it. Well, but yeah, but it's not about just people playing it. That's why. No, I know that. That's why. That's why I gave you my logical breakdown of why illogical breakdown. Yeah, great. My illogical logical breakdown of why I had to take The Witcher two out. All right, so we're taking it out. Yep, take it out, Eddie. Okay. All right, so that's that's the six. So I'll just uh, clean this up a little bit. By the way, while you're doing that, do you want to know what was number twenty on my ranked list? What? Well, take. Well, I don't think I ranked all of those. Uh, Forza 4, because I've never played yeah. it and it's a card game. <laughs> it was yeah, followed quickly by the Old Republic because it's an MMO. It's a very... It's an it's, MMO and I've never played it. Look, yeah, it's I, not... I had to rank the you know the Old Republic pretty low as well. I played it and I didn't really enjoy it. Look, similar with Marvel, Ultimate Valve Cap, ah, with Ultimate Valve vs. Capcom 3, like that is higher up on my list. But again, there's games where it's like, okay, of those games, we wanted to also acknowledge the 20 best games of the year for our shortlist. You know, we knew we'll, they're yeah. never going to make it further. But... Yeah. yeah. All right. And so... they're all, oh my God, they're all great games in their own right. So all right, what's, well, the yeah, six? This, what's the six? This is, you this need is, to narrow it down, you know. This is like You've a got... crazy, crazy year. I don't think we'll potentially ever have a battle like this no. for a top Probably six. Not, no. uh, so game of some other year, 2011, the nominees are Dark Souls, Deus Ex Human Revolution, the Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, L.A. Noir, Minecraft, and Super Mario 3D Land. That's a crazy list. That's a good list. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad 3D Land made it on. I'm glad as well. I really wanted Zelda to make it, but I knew there was, was, Mar- was zero chance if you didn't put Zelda on there. And then I was like, oh, that's Mario, dead now. Mario no Kart chance. 7 was great as well um, when I played that. Yeah, Mario Kart 7 was in my, you know, whatever it was, like top nine, I think it was. Like, I was... I was really close to putting Human Revolution in. Shadows of the Damned was number 10 <laughs> for me as well, but that was obviously never going to make it. So. What was number 10? Shadows of the Damned. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, question now with the with the top six. Do we need to play the ones that we've already played, or is it just the ones we haven't played or haven't you played? Can do, you, can you, do you, you do you, man. You do you. You can do yeah, a refresher I don't, if you want. I, I'm so scared. I might, of I might refresh again. myself on Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, for the fifth time this week. <laughs> I don't want to refresh myself on Skyrim, although I should probably go back to the one on, on the Switch and actually finish the main I, story. Honestly, I think you guys should actually complete Skyrim because there's going to be, be a lot I've to put, talk about with Skyrim. So. I, should, I kid you not, I reckon I put, I put across the multiple platforms, I must have put at least 300 hours in that game. And in, in my latest instance, where I'll have to check, it's got to be 100 hours in that one. I think the Greybeards are still waiting for me. I think you said that last that time. So yeah, you said that last time. That's boring. So, uh, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is that... It, I'm sorry oh to repeat. Well, that, well, okay, repeat for you guys, boring. not repeat for our three new I'm listeners. I'm just giving you crap. So, let's go, yeah. Let's go. so, yeah, I think, look, like as I said, we're going to cover each of these games in a special segment in shows over the coming months, I guess, or month. No, it'd be months, to be honest. Well, I don't know. Maybe we can do two a week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. No, no, no. No way, man. No way. No, we'll just do one at a time. All but right. um, 
I think the reality. Sorry, do is- we want to? Sorry, do we? So we want to just cover one game in depth each. Yeah. Each episode. We'll, we'll talk about the details in, after the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll announce yep, it. Yep, we'll, yep, but yep. yeah, we'll announce it the week prior before we cover any of the games. Yeah. Um, but I do think Skyrim and Dark Souls are probably going to be the ones back ended. Oh, maybe Skyrim's the only one that's back ended. Because that's going to take me a while to get through. Because I do want to finish the main campaign there. I'm happy, to do, that's I'm not happy too long. to do that last. I'm happy to do that last. Yeah, that's a huge game compared to the other games. Like, they're all big, but they're big in different ways. So, uh, it's exciting. Like, I... Yeah. I kind of feel like I get a sense for what might... Top three would be really interesting. Top three is like, I really don't know where that would shake out. I can name them right now. Dead Island. Unless... Dead, Dead Island. Island. Dead Island, Dead Island, Dead Island. Dead Island, Dead Island, Dead Island Riptide. Um. <laughs> We've been running long, so uh, let's wrap the show up uh, now. Uh, as always, like if you want to help the show out, make sure you uh, give us a like or subscribe or five-star rating at your podcast service of choice. But probably the best thing you could do is recommend the show to a friend. And with that, bye-bye. Ciao.